Welcome to the Inglorious Bards. I'm your humble dungeon master, Tom, and this is Adventure 21. We are glad to be back, excited to be here. We just recently finished a large arc uh, for this season. We are continuing season three, picking right up from where we uh, left off and are uh, diving into further adventures with our heroes. Let's get, I, I'm, I'm intimidated by this recap. Let's get a recap <laughs> of what happened last session with Jeremy. Jeremy, take it away. Yeah, so um, there was a lot that happened. The king had returned and there was not a little bit of setup to get all of that done. Uh, in fact, there was an entire gathering of the people of the uh, Yasoki, of a bunch of senators and everyone really preparing for the situation. And despite whatever uh, fears or possible, uh, you know, obstacles that would get in the way, the defenders stood by the king. And we led the way and we led the charge. There was an entire stand down that was about to happen with a huge force of guards in the beginning. Lieutenant Gareth came in remembered us, spoke to the truth of, of who we were, and spoke to the name of the king, and we ended up getting through a little bit until there were some uh, magical golems that attacked us inside a, a force field. We fought our way through that and made it inside. Finally, the defenders were in the Senate, confronted by Senator Kethed, several others. Sir Brenros was in there, as well as Sir Kendall, who, who was in there, and it was a a standoff of wills and diplomacy. There was conversation happening all over the place. Xander detected that there was some magic that was going on that was actually altering the moods, very similar to the way uh, he recognized it with Lady Tom Aldrin. He and Iggy went to investigate while the others uh, stood and spoke and, and, and had their way through. Xander almost lost Iggy in the process of, of fighting through magical beams and the cogs. They found the machine, but they were also visited as, as they were way, way, way back in the beginning by uh, the, uh, let me get the name, I want to get it right, third calibrate and Nair of the Honor Crin, who is now working with Senator Kethed and working and getting his own strength back into our realm by other means and traveling through other forms, assuming not the chain gate or a different way. That was a giant reveal that happened inside. It led to some mini battles that happened back and forth. And finally, there was a, a standing and a vote and, and things that were set. And when it was determined through some incredible diplomacy, some of the best speeches that we have ever heard Senator Kethed was uh, voted down and the king was reinstated. At which point, Sildren jumped in, grabbed Senator Kethed, and slit his throat. He said some pretty incredible things as well and then threw him out, threw him out to the crowd. There was a, there was a follow-through and a celebration afterwards, but that is where we left our heroes. Uh, the king was giving uh, titles to us for our work and was giving positions of power for each of us that, that, that we could be, uh, most of them to help serve and, and be in service of the king. Some of us uh, rejected them to continue adventuring in, in our education of ourselves. Others accepted and decided to stay in service of the king. 
And that is where we left off. That is where the chapter folded. And now it's time to start a new one. So let the adventure begin. In the city of Mirskan, the kingdom of Navarre has reclaimed its true king who has returned. King Feon is the new king and returning king with the help of our brave heroes. It has been a week since the end of the Senate and gaining the uh, the king's title back. Uh, and it has been a lot of change, a lot of uh, interruptions to the normal life, but things are somewhat returning to normal. Our heroes have gathered over this last week and have celebrated with the king in his private chambers and are uh, having this great party. He's handed out some rewards, his, his gratitude, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the party's going long, everybody's celebrating. He also has uh, given off several different um, titles and, and offers to take on new jobs to these great heroes as he has a kingdom to rebuild. Um, several of you have passed on these offers. There are a few that have not, and King Feon, um, calls upon uh, Iggy and Idrisil, and King Feon says, uh, Ignal, Heavybringer, you, you, uh, you honor me with accepting this title, and I hope my new crown doesn't distract you from these words I'm about to share. I, uh, <coughs> I, I appreciate you coming and taking on the captain of the guard in Mirskan, but understand that the guard is in shambles. You will have to pick up the pieces. You will have to find the right men and women to protect this city, and you will have to start immediately. Yes, I I understand. I will make sure you have the appropriate uh, lieutenant who has uh, remained with us, uh, he will be your guide, and you can uh, tomorrow morning, or even I would recommend this evening, get to the guard quarters and start taking stock of your men and the situation we have here in the city. I will. I will start right now. I'll, well, right after I talked to my friends, I will head there, and I will yeah. start. Very good, Idrisil. The same I shall say holds true of you. You have now control of creating this new group of wardens, and they will have quite some authority and capability. In particular, I'm most concerned about the Brotherhood throughout all the different towns in Navarre, and I think that might be a starting point, uh, starting at some of these smaller towns and finding out what their situation is and removing these brothers 
But again, you must strike quickly with this and find those people who you think would fit this new organization. Your Grace, it would be an honor to serve you, and I will pack immediately, and with Iggy say goodbye to my friends, and we shall hunt these brothers down, and we shall see them to their end. Excellent. Well, let us uh, continue to celebrate. And he does another cheers. There's more music playing. There are other uh, guests who are here at this uh, party. It's about 20 or 30 people, most of which you know. A couple of the senators that were on your side. Um, uh, Lord Yendamore is here. There's uh, a, a lot of good, good, goodwill here in the town, uh, in the in the party. Another hour or so goes by, the party's kind of winding down, and uh, Iggy starts calling attention to uh, his friends. I'm sorry, I can't hear anything that just happened. Could you please repeat all of that? The costume has thrown off (laughs) (laughs) reality. Uh, It was so hard to stay in character. Oh my god. That's really what we've been missing this time, I have to be honest. I didn't say we could do costumes. Like, <laughs> you wear the robe well, Tom. You wear it, you wear it very, very... This came about by one of our viewers, uh, Clay God, who recommended this. <laughs> very well nice. done, Clay God. Well done. Oh, my God. I'm, uh, I'm coming back to dress as the boy barbarian then. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Oh my god. Friends. All right, sorry. Can I can I have a moment? Of course. Mm. What do you need, Iggy? Well, I say friends, but not most of you are like family at this point. I must part ways with our group. We started something here, helping the king get back to his rightful place. I want to see it through. I'm going to remain here in Mirstone. I'm going to lead the King's Guard, the town guards. I'll always be here. I will always be here to drink beers with you, and I'll always have a good, dirty joke for you. And good luck on your further adventures. Little, little Xanner, take these. I think you'll find better use of them. And uh, Ignal hands you his Nexus key and his minor pin. Wow. Uh, thanks, buddy. You, you sure you don't want to keep these? You, you make them back around. Nah, I'll miss the Nexus, but uh, I would have missed it more if it was full of ale. <laughs> if, uh, if you are staying here with the king to, uh, to help keep the the yard then uh, then uh, perhaps i am free to go and 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 to look around i've not done much of that and oh oh my uh a uh, king's king sir king uh is kind of talking with someone else but he looks over at you uh, what, what is it piercy i'm a seeing a something out the window there's a big uh, a big black tornado he uh, goes over and starts checking it out, and some other people uh, start to show an interest as well. Uh, and as he's going over there, though, I believe uh, Idrisil tries to get uh, the attention of the group. 
Yeah, Idrisil will uh, halt Piercy before he uh, gets too far and just says, Piercy, I, I know we haven't known each other a long while, but you and your family are living proof of the king's justice. You are a fierce fighter and a great ally. I am proud to call you a friend. Uh, and I, you, as well. Uh, pardon me, there's something over of course. here. Brenros, my old friend. A more honorable man there is not. Nor one worth half as much as your shields on the field of battle. Our long days of fighting are far from behind us. I hope to see you again in this life or the next. And I'll clasp arms with Brenrose. And safe travels to you, Idrisil. It is a dangerous world out there. Indeed. I hope Sildren. to hear word of your successes. And yours, friend. Sildren. Idrisil will do something that they haven't really seen before. He'll press his head to Sildren's, which Ooh. is a common elven greeting that his family used to do when he was a child. We elves will always be connected. I'm sorry Raineth escaped us once again, but Ignal and I will be sure to alert Feon if we see any sign of him. You keep doing well and watch out for these two, points to Brenros and Banner, and especially watch out for that one, points to Piercy, around that one, points back to Xander. <laughs> Ignal, good luck in your position, my friend. You wear this title well. Give the brothers an extra smack for me and Jix when you kick them out of the city. And I'll try to keep them at bay elsewhere. It has been good an honor. I'm sorry, go ahead. Good, good luck to you as well. And I'm sure we will see each other around. Uh, it's been an honor fighting and drinking by your side. I... And uh, he'll kind of reach his arm around Iggy and force a hug on him and turn both of them towards young Xanner and just say, Xanner, oh, Xanner, my, how you've grown. Not physically in size, but your courage. My hair's taller. Yes, but think of this, Xanner. The next time you go back to Edlin home, it will be with a whole new group of friends than when you left. You are now lord of a great house in the capital city, master of great magic within that same city. And we mustn't forget, you got your first kiss. <laughs> Stop! None of us, except for maybe Iggy, would walk straight into danger the way you do, with sheer confidence that everything will just come up Xana. Never lose that, my friend. It's your most precious asset. And Idrisul will bow and kind of walk away. Before he runs, Xander runs out and, and throws himself around his thigh or whatever he can grab to, yeah. to, to give him a hug around the waist. All right, you hug the elven thigh of Idrisil. And during uh, uh, Idrisil's thing with uh, Sildren, so even though he didn't really give him time to say anything, he did sneak in. <laughs> I just wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> Mayor arrows always fly true uh, in that moment. So, But I'm keeping the boat. <laughs> wrenches it out of his hand. <laughs> I don't know. This is, I'm, I don't want to spoil the mood too much. But you said Xanner, no one like you charges into danger. 
I really wish you would stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna go. If I'd stayed around, I might have said that. <laughs> Uh, all right, and with that, uh, Idrisil waves goodbye, and he disappears from the party and heads off to start this new group of the Wardens. Uh, there's a few more drinks shared, and skulls uh, slammed into each other and mention of good times, and then Iggy bids a fond farewell and heads off to get a start on his guard duties. Um, the rest of the group is brought uh, towards uh, Piercy, who keeps pointing out the window. You can see far across the city, far to the west side, uh, which is covered on our map, unfortunately. Uh, actually, I might be able to move that. Uh, you can see there is a... I'm trying to move it now. There's an area called the Pits. There we go. Uh, it's a black section uh, between the low bricks and uh, MRA district on our map here. Uh, and over that pit section are strange dark clouds. Those uh, weird billowy ones you might see online that are really, I can't remember what they're called, but they're the weird dark inverted ones. Um, really sinister looking and you can see from those black clouds is a what uh, Piercy calls a tornado is some strange uh, uh, clouds just pouring down into uh, the city itself that looks completely unnatural and unwholesome that looks unnatural and unwholesome uh, well uh Yes, it, it, it doesn't look the normal, does it? That's just, that's awful. Heck, is, are, is, is there like major debris or things flying around? Like, no, like you, can be, just see, just... you can see uh, black clouds funneling down in. And also we need to adjust our cameras real fast, guys. Uh, here. That's all right. We can fix it. Uh, so yeah, you see all these clouds and stuff are pouring down in. There's no debris. It does not seem like it's a true tornado of any kind. That's the pits, isn't it? Uh, yes, uh, that's the pits. Uh, it is always the pits to see a, a black tornado coming down in the hole like that. No, no, it's it's in the pits. Yes, it's the pits. Yes, I agree. It's uh, bad news. I'd say that it's not, it's not, the, it is the pits, it's bad, but that's the place that they're, they, that they keep the stuff. It, it's the dark, that's where we got the Nexus key, in the pits where we crawl down. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, should we go? Uh, it looks, uh, it looks bad. Yes! We'll be sorely pressed without Idrisil and Iggy, but we must press on. And uh, Sildren will turn to Piercy, Xanner, and Sir Brenrose and look for acknowledgement um, that everybody's still in. Xanner's oh, just getting ready. Like <laughs> getting that hat on, the floppy hat. <laughs> you gotta, gotta get that thing. Well, it's gonna be quite a walk. We better get started. Not for me! <laughs> you guys have traveled across the realm and you don't want to walk a couple blocks down the road? We were in the middle of a party. <laughs> so there's priorities here. Do they have a scooter in this new kingdom? <laughs> party guy. 
<laughs> He's got a basket in front to hold a sword and shield. <laughs> All right, you guys uh, head out, uh, not too drunk, and leave the party. And really, you guys are about it. The rest of the uh, town authority is in a lot of disarray, and the only reason it's not too massively dangerous is due to the celebratory nature of the city the last week. And then the most dangerous parts of town on the west side are really under the control of some folks uh, who seem a rather dark and seedy type, but they're really keeping things in check, uh, you've heard over the last week as well. I have almost like the cinematic trailer for Skyrim where like everybody else is like running away and there's like the three of us just like marching um, towards towards the danger. Right. Yeah, about that. Are there people running away? Like, is anyone reacting to the giant freaking black funnel cloud? That's you're, you're too far away. So you're now leaving the castle right now and it's the four of you. It is Sir Brenros, Xanner, Sildren the Druid, and Piercy the Swashbuckler. Uh, the four of you are now walking down the streets. You can see some people are leaning out windows and pointing. Uh, as you walk closer to the streets, the streets are fairly empty, uh, or people are just stepping out and looking, but there's not a lot of motion. As you get closer and closer, the streets get a little more packed as people are, are just looking, and you have to weave your way through and tell them to get out of the way. And you make your way across the districts until you approach uh, about midtown. You go through a small plaza, Again, some people are gathered. No one's really doing anything, but they're just looking. You can hear the sound. It's uh, it's uh, like a very loud wind sound, but there's no thunder. You don't see any precipitation and still no debris. And it just looks like a whole bunch of clouds are just funneling down in and funneling down in uh, to uh, down into an area in the city. Uh, also, you notice, much to your chagrin, I believe, uh, maybe Brenros and Sildren uh, in particular, uh, you guys grimace as you see yet another uh, body hanging from a long rope with a little sign around its neck still. Uh, this one says traitor, and it's some guy who has his throat slit, uh, whom you recognize as Senator Kethad, who is hanging now uh, from the rafter. Hey, they're uh, working! <laughs> I assume you don't make any effort to cut this one down and carry on. No. It's an appropriate place. All he, right. got, he got what he deserved. Uh, you carry on and um, move west uh, further through the city and you head down the last uh, big plateau into the lower section towards the docks where you see all of this energy and it's this uh, hollowish wind sound like a huge wind turbine but with still a lot of machinery low rumbling behind it as it's a thousand, two thousand feet up in the clouds. These dark clouds are all just funneling down in. And as you get closer, you see they are all funneling down into the area of the pits as Xanner had predicted. Um, you guys make your way through several small little um, uh, intersections and are carefully approaching. And you can now are getting right on things and can see that it's all funneling down into the deep pit that you had uh, been into some time ago, probably about eight, 10 adventures ago is best, my best guess. Um, and you see it's all funneling down in there. There is no one around. Everyone is hiding from whatever this is, except uh, there is one oldish looking guy sitting on a stool next to a chain on the edge of the pit who's just sitting there kind of looking bored. 
uh, as you guys approach. He's, all, all he's gonna want to get paid. Like, <laughs> What's that? All this stuff is happening. He's just sitting there, like, oh yeah, chin, chin in his fist. Yeah, <laughs> he just battened down and it's just <laughs> holding just down the fort tornado. during the tornado. He chained himself to his chair. Yeah. Right, so that's what you guys see. You can see the giant pit. So this area has two pits that are s- separated by maybe a hundred uh, yards or so. And this is all pouring into the deep pit. This is where a lot of uh, trash and debris and crap uh, has been uh, thrown down by the locals in this area. Um, sometimes a disreputable person might get tossed down in here from time to time. No one asks many questions. Uh, you guys were in here recently uh, looking for, going through a temple uh, that was whose ruins were down in here. And right now you have all of this energy and it's just these clouds just racing, black clouds racing down, racing down. You guys are approaching the edge of this pit. It's the energy starts to become very focused and very narrow. Uh, it ends up in a five foot uh, section that goes straight down, uh, right down the center of the pit. And as you guys get close, uh, and this is a wide, so I can't remember exactly how wide it was, maybe 80 feet or something like that, 80 foot wide pit. Uh, and it goes down several uh, hundred feet farther than you can easily uh, see. Um, and it's it's getting dark out as well. Uh, and what's freakish, I forgot to mention, there's still bright moonlight coming in from the side and you oh. just have this one section of clouds all funneling in here. So you can still see with that light, but down below uh, you can see there is essentially it's like a core has happened in uh in the city and it's come down and it's cut through some old sewer lines so you can see a couple exposed big tall wide maybe five foot tall pipes that are now bent that are made of stone and and crumbling and maybe jutting out from the edges of this rough rock or or dirt and just pouring out maybe some water from sewage uh down further below maybe another 80 120 feet or so are some strange ruins that's where you were at before at this temple that was kind of jutting out and then it goes even further another 50 60 70 80 100 feet down below that you can see there is a uh, jutting almost like a third of a tower that's jutting out of one side of this pit way down below 200 so feet down below and this tower has a window at the top, has a big set of double doors you can just barely see. And then it keeps going down further. And that black energy just keeps going straight down the center um, is what you can see. Was that tower there before? Um, the temple, you mean? The temple? Yeah, no, was... you, you said there was a tower. Yes. And on our previous visit here was that there before or is this something new um i i don't know so children i i remember when we were here if you recall i was an ant so i could be a little bit closer to everything there was a a different entrance and it looked like something jutting out to the side that people were throwing themselves off of into the pit below the ruins where we were at Mm -hmm. we obviously thought bad things of it but we didn't come back to it I think this is what we should have done. Which of the gods do we have to thank for this? Uh, how how far down does the, does the pit go? Well, I don't know for sure, but any of the lore that I've seen says kind of forever. I think is what they said. It goes really, really deep. When when Piercy looks over the side, what can he see? 
Um, you can see everything I described above. Make a perception roll. Perception roll. Ooh, nice. 31. Ooh, 31. Well, first of all, right below, you can see a dungeon master getting really hot, questioning the decision of this top to his costume. But then beyond <laughs> that, <laughs> you see a, uh, you can see everything I described, but you can also see at that um, tower, uh, the double doors at the base of it, uh, also has the same black energy that is pouring out through the doors and cascading down. It's almost like it's black shadowy water that's pouring out through the doors and going down. And then you have, what kind of vision do you have? Do you have dark. low light? Dark vision. You can see that all of this hits a big garbage heap pile that is mammoth. It's probably 50, 60, 80, 100 feet itself. That's even further below the tower. You're seeing way down there now. Uh, and it's hitting this um, uh, this garbage pile and just kind of uh, spilling all over and oozing down uh, is what you can see. Uh, Sildren turns to Brenrose and addresses the question that he had asked. Um, I don't think there's a god to blame for this. I think it's, if I had to guess, Raineth, the creature we have fought once before. Well, this merits some investigating then, I think. Okay! Xander cast two spells I, I, on that cue that he was just waiting for Brenrose to say. He immediately casts a uh, fleet step to make himself go double his speed. All right. And he takes his, his hands and starts creating this black aura and this like ooze and goo starts sticking out on his arms and starts sticking up his, his arms onto his body as he kind of like folds himself into this black ball and comes out and gets bigger and bigger and almost triples his size to become a large form ant. Okay. <laughs> We're going to become a, a catatomy ball and like, over us and roll us <laughs> but yeah it, it spreads out so 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 red ross get on i'll carry you down there <laughs> uh bren ross will use his writing skill and try to mount <laughs> I, there's no reason to do it but let's go ahead and make a writing roll because that's just inappropriate for poor xana i think <laughs> Uh, let's see. That's just a, uh, what is that? What, what do I, I roll? Think it's nature? Straight 20? No, nature? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is it? Straight 20? Nature, nature. Nature? Okay. Yeah. Nature roll. Who rolls this? Uh, a 20. Uh, all right. Uh, he's a little difficult. Needs to be broken in. Needs to learn its lesson a little bit. <laughs> Stop it with the heels! <laughs> Maybe a little castration might help calm things down a little bit. <laughs> He's in heat. Brenros <laughs> uh, just tries to make this as comfortable a ride as possible as he mounts with full armor. And uh, 
Yeah, takes, I, takes his steed. <laughs> all right, so you have a fully armored knight on top of the strange ant with the face of Xanner, is that correct? Yes, it, it, oh. little antennas, but but Xanner's face and, and the voice is just a little bit off. Okay. Speaking. <laughs> and what's it. happening with the, where's this, where, what's going on? Uh, so as soon as Brenrose uh, finds his seating, um, is Xander just turns his giant head and Sildred, you're next, and then starts and, and climbs down the side of the pit and starts heading straight down. Okay, you were heading straight, uh, uh, Brynros. You do have some sort of controls. Do you agree to this? Are you moving somewhere else? What's happening? I give him, a, I give him a little jerk to let him know I could turn it. I let him have uh, control to take us down. I do kind of halt a bit when I feel like I might be slipping or giving somewhat just to kind of stay my balance. No, that's good. And then every time he does respond to that, you reach into your pocket and pull a little treat and put it right <laughs> into his mouth. <laughs> Sugar cubes! Sugar cubes! <laughs> All right. Uh, and Xander, you're climbing down this uh, uh, cut rock. And again, it's just like someone took a core sample down through the city. And as you go down, you're reaching this almost uh, compressed slice of, a, of an earlier construction of a city that used to be here uh, that Mirskan has grown on top of. Uh, where there's some old style buildings and it's all kind of crunched down. Instead of 40, 50 foot tall buildings, there's another layer of rock and stuff that's crushed down. Now it's only about maybe 20, 25 feet or so. You can see the markings of a, I believe it was a, uh, a, a, an engraving of a hand kind of touching a weird web thing of a temple that you guys went into uh, before. And you're climbing down further past that. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, you head down to uh, beyond that, and you can see this um, uh, black stuff that's pouring down uh, not too far away from you, uh, and you're staying clear of it, and it just makes this kind of whistling again, uh, air sound coming past. You can see this pit of debris uh, even much further still down as you're climbing down towards this pseudo tower, I guess is your destination. It's about a third of it sticking out. The rest is uh, connected still inside uh, the earth. As you're heading down, um, Brenros, you're just holding on for dear life, freaking out, trying not to sound like you're freaking out. But Xanner, you can see on this mound, there are also a bunch of dead bodies, 10, 20, 30 of them lying around uh, and having fallen in different spots. And then this black uh, shadowy wave is just kind of washing over them. And then you can also see there's, and it's just this big mound that comes all the way down. And at the base of the mound on the edges, you can see there are some large, uh, strange, tall shaped uh, arches and corridors that branch off. There's maybe four or five of them. And you can see there are maybe uh, about 10 or so of these bodies that are animated and moving about zombie-like and slowly moving, some entering into these large chambers, some not. Uh, so overall, it's not a pleasant place to go down there if you happen to slip is my overall overall theme. <laughs> That's and, and you can also see as you're going down uh, this tower, it's got a big, uh, tall, open window. The window's like uh, six feet tall, and it's cut in the quote-unquote top of the tower that you're climbing down towards. And then uh, a couple stories down beneath that are some big uh, double doors that are sealed. Uh, but more of this black uh, magic stuff is coming out. It comes out the doors as though it's ghostly-like and spills out the middle of the doors. 
and then spills down the side, almost like a weird shadowy waterfall, and heads down, 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 down. Um, Piercy, after seeing Xanar turn into a, an insect, which I don't think he has seen before. <laughs> what is your response? And then seeing, okay, come here, come here, ah, hmm, ah, well, and he sees Xanar, or he sees Renrose jump on, and he sees them go down. He just, uh, he kind of looks over the edge again, backs up, looks over the edge again, backs up, clicks his heels twice, and just hops over the edge. You're <laughs> leaping over the edge of the pit. Yes. So just watches this thing casually, walks up edge, and looks down. <laughs> Not like out or anything, just like, and just hops. All right, let's just click Tim's camera off now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Piercy uh, just steps over. And there's like a weird uh, uh, metal railing around the side that's all crooked and not completely there. And he just kind of steps onto that and then just steps off and disappears. Uh, who Who's still left up there? It's just Sildren, I guess. Yep. Sildren, you see your friend just drop as though he's uh, the only good part of the movie, The Happening, and he goes down <laughs> and falls and <laughs> just keeps going and going and going. And I just want to make sure, again, we can go back, uh, Piercy. This is a fall of somewhere in the region, depending on where, on where you land, 250 to 300 feet. And I said there are bodies down there, but that's not a soft stunt man cushion, you understand. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Xanner, out of the corner of your eye, you can see, you look and you see Sir Brenrose kind of giving you a, <laughs> Sir Brenrose giving you a thumbs up, but he's like grimacing really hard because he's up, he's like to the per- perpendicular, like leaning back. He's just yeah. But then on the other side, you see dropping sickeningly uh, the king's tabard wrapped around a falling uh, mouse <laughs> as Piercy comes flying down. The tabard is up in his face. <laughs> just like... <laughs> it's not a parachute! Oh my god! <laughs> he lied to me! <laughs> and Piercy, you go falling and falling and falling, and you uh, fall way past Xanner and Sir Brenros. You fall past the tower, and you fall another hundred feet past the top of the mound and go splat maybe 20 feet up the mound's base, hit and land perfectly on your feet as you with your new daredevil boots uh, have what's qualified as legendary falling and what happens with that? Um, That I can fall literally any distance and land on my feet unharmed. What? (laughs) What was that? (laughs) The caveat is it doesn't mean he doesn't take damage. He just falls on his feet. Oh, it does. It does. 9,000 damage, but he's upright. You land and uh, you strike that awesome superhero pose with one knee thing and rise up. Uh, and you are just like, oh, it feels so good. And your boots kind of sh- uh, are, are have like a little vibration to them as they get that uh, impact. You're feeling <laughs> cocky, but then you realize you're also standing on like five or six different corpses of this corpse mound now, and it's all just kind of sloughing down towards the side where you see there are a couple more zombies that are kind of turning around. People with their flesh hanging off of them, gaping wounds and cuts are kind of slowly turning around, and they're now slowly trying to make their way up to you, but they're slipping in this, I don't know, slushy snow bank of gore and uh, goo 
uh, and that's your situation. Oh, and essentially they're they're crawling, they're falling down, they're stepping, they're pulling bodies, and that's like the old shingles on a roof that's kind of making you slide closer and closer to them, Piercy. Yeah. Uh, so what do you want to do? Uh, see, uh, you have fared worse than me in this fall. Um, I start. So now, how did you just far... insult a zombie? Get bon mode, bon mode, bon mode. zombie. <laughs> Make a wheel save. Um, so now, how far above me is the ledge that I that I dropped past? Uh, of the tower. Yeah. Um, you have two possible entry points there. You've got these uh, closed double doors where the uh, black stuff is coming out of, and then you have uh, three stories above that is a tall five foot window, and Xander's above that, maybe forty feet, crawling down um, towards the top of that. The base, quote unquote, base of this tower jutting out the side of this pit uh, is maybe a, probably 100 feet above you. Okay. All right. Um, I see the zombies. I start start mountain climbing, stair stepping up 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 the pile of zombies. Probably Your boots not are never going to smell the same again. They're brand oh. new, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. so, one of one of our uh, 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 viewers here, older than, made a good point. The boots only work on corpses. That's their catch. <laughs> <laughs> you throw your friend down first, and then you jump. Um, I and I, I look up at at Xanarant. Uh, I I think I went a little far, but. Uh, Hello, uh, I, I come up to you. I'm gonna get you. You sit right there. I'm gonna come and get you. <laughs> and that's where that is at the moment, I guess. <laughs> uh, Sildren, you're back up at the top, and you're just looking over. You just kind of cock your head slowly to the right, and there's just an old guy just kind of looking right <laughs> next to you at the same time. Did he just do what I think he did? He did. I see a lot of that. Let me tell you, it's not worth it. Stay here. Or so we're going to go over go, and sit down and start talking to him. <laughs> if you are going to go, leave me some of that gear you got. Don't take that down with you, too. Your soul won't need it. So there should be an ant coming up pretty soon. Um, Three, two, one. <laughs> Saturn, he jumped down! Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Saturn will... Go climb upon Xanarant. All right. Xanarant's going to help him with his little mandibles. I'll, I'll, I'll just, just step in my mouth. No, no, just step no, no, no. He's like, his foot. It's like, I got to get his back. Xanarant called a Xant or I don't know. It um, is now. Where did you drop off uh, the night, Sir Brenros? Kind of important to my story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. The, I, I think where I was taking was was to that window area, that opening okay. that was down below, right? And yes. and, and I would, I, the the ants moving really fast. It's moving uh, sixty feet a, a move. Oh yeah. So oh, so because you did the fleet thing, yeah. Yeah yeah, so, yeah. yeah. so so like you know, one full round, I'm going one hundred and eighty feet. So I I did just kind of rush down to to Piercy. Jump on, and then just kind of U-turn and back up and, and put them both okay. into the window area. Right. I'm not going to stop, tuck and roll, and then you just <laughs> top them off. <laughs> Sir Brenros, you go into the uh, window. You were dropped unceremoniously into the window, and uh, it's there's dead bodies laying on the floor. It smells terrible. It's very dark, I would say near pitch black, and you don't have any 
vision. But I don't know if this is a better spot than the terror of upside down, kind of going down a, an ant into this pit. But that's your current situation. He's he's brave to a point. Uh, I've got a torch which I will uh, illuminate, and uh, okay, I'm I'm holding ground there, so it's it's torch and shield pretty much. Sure. What I imagine then is you plant your shield into the ground, you sling your backpack, you get a torch, you get your flint. You're, you're doing that little movie, click, click, click. It finally lights up, and then you see the bodies all around you. Like, ah! Then you see where you impaled your shield. Ah! <laughs> That's what's going on. I'm a bit more modern than that. The whole back of the shield is a strike face, so I can... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you think you're finally calm, all of a sudden some large, adorable rat comes flying through the window. Ah! As Piercy comes <laughs> flying through, as you've been dropped off into this uh, chamber, the upper chamber of the tower. Uh, Brynros is holding there, and uh, is, that, is that you, Percy? Percy? It's a, it, it's a me. There's, there's many, many dead around here. Keep your eyes out. I, I can't a, see too well. <laughs> I, I stepped on a few of them down below. Keep your eyes out in here while we wait for the others. Sildren and Xander, you guys are climbing down without any problems whatsoever. I am so not used to crazy climbing rules being necessary for these kind of moments. This is cool. Uh, I will say, uh, Xander, you almost get caught up in some strange um, angled uh, metal chain that extends horizontally not too far from the window. It's embedded in one side and another. You almost get hooked on it, and that almost sends you tumbling down, so much so that I need you to make a reflex save, please. Ah-ha! Reflex! Is our first roll? Uh, it's a third roll. It's a 23! 23. You are able to see it the last time. This is like a helicopter with like a telephone wire. It's the last second you see and step over to the other side. Uh, you get to the window and uh, go inside. Sir Brenmos, you give out another yell as a crazy ant spills into the darkness through the window. And ah! Uh, Xander, you didn't drop anyone off this time. You went through the window, which is not as tall as you and a rider. So, Sildren, you take one point of bludgeoning damage onto Lovely. the head as you come through the window. Uh, Mind the gap. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, is there any particular scent in this area? Yes, it is the scent of uh, bloated corpses, fresh corpses, maybe... I say fresh, um, maybe anywhere from a couple of days to uh, three to four weeks old. Uh, and you can see several of them lying around uh, and it smells not too pleasant at all. Are you um, looking for something in particular? Is there any, uh, is there any way Piercy can use his long snouts? Um, like scent abilities to kind of like smell his way to the, the, the most recently deceased corpses maybe, sure can. As, if, as if that's a path of corpses to follow you smell something uh, somewhat uh, fresher than the others you think and you start sniffing heading that way uh, Xanar are you staying in insect form or do you want to change so you can cast uh, further spells uh, yeah Xanar will get get out of, of his form so like the ant starts curling itself up into a ball and yeah wow that was so much bigger than last time. It births you out like Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> oh! 
but I'll just kind of kind of like self implodes on itself and just kind of curls up and then uh, you know hair first, eyes second, then nose, and I just kind of stretch up and out of it. Um, as all this is happening, Piercy, you finally find the freshest corpse and sniff it and find it standing right before you. And you kind of do that, uh, you rise up, rise up, rise up, and like, I don't know, there's fists, I don't know what's going on, but there's this zombie that's right in front of you, and it's got this big open chest that's kind of splayed open, and there's this, uh, and its lower jaw is missing, and there's a zombie right there, and it moves in to grab you, and you, uh, Brenrose can see just across this small room, it's a circular room, maybe... 30 feet in diameter, you can see that uh, just as he's heading towards his door out, there's this zombie blocking the way, attacking uh, um, uh, Piercy. And Sildren, you are distracted momentarily behind you near the window as Xander's doing this weird transformation. Sildren, you can spot two more of these zombies that are un- coming out from under and throwing off bodies they are under and rising up. And there are now two not too far away from the window next to Sildren and Xander. And then in the middle of the room is Brenrose. And on the far side of the door is the third zombie next to Piercy. We have a combat on our hands as these things are closing in. And so Piercy, let's um, go. Piercy looks at everyone and the zombie and says, "After you." <laughs> All right, so you're doing your after you <laughs> feat. You want to describe what that does? Uh, that gives uh, puts me the in last in the order of um, of uh, initiative, but it gives me instant panache. Nice. And then that's useful for doing cool bonus uh, damage and stuff. Okay. So that's what we see right off the bat. Sildren, you are first with a massive roll of 30 on initiative. Nice. Um, so there's zombies. What's the closest zombie to me? Uh, 10 feet away to your left. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Sildren will just say we have company and he'll extend his hand and um, bright white light streams from it and he casts Disrupt Undead. Good luck. Whoa. Uh, let's see. Oh, please work. Well, let me see if I can get a roll in here somehow. It's like you cast it three times. Watch out for your spell. So much casting! Uh, it's a cantrip, fortunately. It's oh, yeah. I'm hitting the die, so it should be... Um, just roll a 20 and add your modifier. Yeah. Let me figure out what my modifier is for that now that I'm level 8. Xander, do you know off the top of your head? It's on uh, your mine says 24. You guys are the same. So, so your modifier will be a 16 effect for it. Perfect. Uh, 20, 26 to hit. 26 is a hit with this uh, Disrupt on Dead spell. All right. Very good. Some cleansing Light comes out. All right. So he will take... 15 points of damage. All right. You blast it with 15 points. It burns and it sizzles and does an additional 10 points of damage as it is susceptible to such positive oh, energy. I'm sorry. Um, the reason why it he needs to make a fortitude saving throw. Oh, that's why I'm rolling that? Correct. All right. Yeah, that's why the 20 decided I wasn't working. So uh, I got a 23. 23 will not 
do it, so he will take that damage. Okay. Um, so, boom, shoo, you light him up. There's a big burning sizzling. He is still standing, but that was a good hit, and you still have, I believe, an action left. Um, yeah, Yafane comes screaming in, and she does um, a flyby attack now that she has that, um, where she, during her... Uh, pass through. She's allowed to make a talent attack and not end in melee. Oh, so she'll do that. So she's flying by. Yes, she flies by. So in her sixty-foot arc, in the middle of it, she's just raking her talons along the zombie and then passing by. Okay. And she rolled twenty-one to hit. Oh, uh, that's a hit. <laughs> Sweet. And she will do nine points of damage. What type of damage? Uh, that is slashing. All right. Um, with nine points of damage, that does additional damage to the creature. Um, and as more just a big gore damage, the, the weak flesh kind of separates a little bit easier. And she does some nice juicy damage. The creature returns the favor and takes a big lunge at her, but she's already flown past. So it takes uh, an action to step towards you and it makes one big swing at you, Sildren, to hit for a 30 to hit. That will hit. You have been hit for uh, 23 points of bludgeoning damage. Ouch. All right. And that's it. They don't get many actions. There's another one that slowly lumbers towards you, Xanner, and uh, reaches out with a big uh, meaty grab punch thing. Uh, No, it's a punch. And um, no, scratch that. Totally scratch that. It spends an action to rip a hunk of meat out of a body at its uh, at it, next to it and throws ah. that chunk right at you ah. uh, with a 30 to hit. It, it's gross. Ah. It hits. Uh, for 20 points of damage. Boom. Xander's ah. hit hard. Extra um, gross. Ranged zombies. Uh, you've got a guy right next to you. He swings with a tw- uh, 23 to hit. Nope. And a 23 to hit. <laughs> tries to grab, tries to grab, just does this uh, moaning, trying to get you, but cannot. <laughs> and a rough Brenros. day to you, too. Uh, Brenros will draw in close to... I uh, don't have a map in front of me, but uh, we'll see whatever... Zombie is closest to me presently. You've got a very tight Y. Down the long length is Piercy with one, and then down the two branching Y portions, if you will, range-wise, by the window, uh, are your two other friends, uh, Xanner and Sildren, who each have a zombie next to them. And uh, is there a middle ground to that where I can engage with both of these zombies? Are they? No, they're about 10 feet apart. About 10 feet apart. Uh, I will uh, approach the one that is throwing stuff at Sanner. Okay. <laughs> That's one action to, that. to go over there. And this is difficult terrain in the most gruesome way, I might add. It's not sure footing. Uh, I'm imagining I was carrying a torch, so that needs to go away, and drawing my sword, which I don't think was out at the okay. time. So the torch just gets dropped for free. The sword's out. You still have one action left. Uh, that'll be an attack on the zombie in front of me. Good luck. Uh, dealing with Xanner as well. Where is that? Sorry, it's been a couple weeks. Here we go. There it is. <clears throat> 28 to hit. 28. And actually, we'll say you have flanking there with Xanner. Oh, yeah. uh, it's attacking. That's 32 um, to hit. 
That's a big hit, and that is a critical hit. Yes, Whoa, there we go. Critical hit. Okay. Not. I don't know why that rolled. Sorry. Ignore that. That's massive, though. It's a great. You're still critical. Fourteen plus. Oh god. Oh, terrible roll. Minimum damage. <clears throat> Fourteen plus eight. Uh, Twenty-two. Twenty-two. However, the sword is also enchanted to disrupt the undead. Oh. As my divine ally steps in and is enchanting the blade. I cannot recall what that does. That is a D6. Oh, okay. Of damage, which is two more points on top of that for 24. And because it was a critical, it is now enfeebled one. Oh, and you also get to double that 1D6, another 1D6. Oh, jeez. 24 becomes 27. 27. Um, you do absolutely no damage to this creature. You slice into it. There's blood. There's kind of this holy slash from the Disrupt Undead magic. There's blood and everything. It's still standing, but it stumbles and takes one step backwards more than it should have. And out it tumbles out the window, falling and falling and falling and falling. <laughs> with it just like this pool like explosion as it hits all these bodies underneath it and there's just the weird rippling <laughs> and then it's lost and it's still alive and it's limply moving an arm but it's sliding head first slowly down the mound and it take uh, a year for it to get up where we were okay uh so that yeah. was my last action xanner wow gross um okay so xanner uh, will turn and it Piercy is between he and the zombie that's right in front of him. Is that correct? Correct. So there's one next to Zildren who is between. So Zildren's between the zombie and Xander in the other direction. Correct. And that one is maybe 10 feet away and Piercy's is maybe 30 feet away. Cool. All right. Um, get it. No burning hits. All right. I'm going to heal you guys later on. Uh, Xander will cast a flaming sphere on top of the zombie in front of Piercy. Okay. Uh, that uh, reflex save? No, it is. Zombies are not known for the reflex save with an no, 18. That is not a uh, pass. There's a fail. So you will take the full brunt of 16 points of fire damage. All right. He is lit up. Um, and that is this one right here. Flame ball appears. It starts to burn him. Uh, it sizzles. Up. This was a Piercy's. Uh, that was a Piercy's. Piercy's. Piercy. It almost smells a little good. And I'm not going to lie. So with my, with my last action, Xander's going to, uh, now he's got that flame ball over there. He will spin and throw his hand the other way, and he will throw an elemental toss of a, of a swirling little fire uh, at the other zombie in front of Sildred. Okay. And that is going to be an attack roll, and that was V33 to hit. Ooh, that is called a critical hit. Yeah. Run so he blasts him with... 18 plus 13, that is 31. Hang on, math. Yes, 31 points of fire damage. All right. Silver sees fire coming from Xanner, like, like flinches. Instinctively. Yeah. <laughs> Could be area of effect for all he knows. All right. Uh, I've got good news and I've got bad news. 
Uh, the good news is, is Xander, you uh, immolate that creature and it burns up and makes this big, ah, and it burns and it flames. And it's got that clumsy 1970s fire suit stunt man where you can see it's not the real actor at all uh, kind of motion <laughs> going on. Uh, <laughs> got him! And, and it crumbles and drops. But as it does that, there's weird pustules and big things of nasty sickness that get heated up and pop and uh. pop spraying, spraying little goo about anyone nearby, which thankfully, Xanner, is not you. No, it's not me. I'm fine. Sildren, make mm-hmm. a... Let's make... No, there is no roll at all. Sildren, you are immediately uh, suffer from the sickened one condition. Awesome. Sickened one. Um, Everyone what? fight with your mouth closed. <laughs> <clears throat> and then last but not least is Piercy von Skittenlieber. There is one left and it's next to you. It's been slightly wounded. Perfect. Um, is my sword out? Uh, yes, let's say okay. it is. Alright, then I'm gonna swing at it. Uh, you you look like you're not quite uh, totally dead yet. Let me help you out. Uh, 25? 25 is not a high roll, but it's way high enough for a zombie. You hit. All right. Nice. Ugh, only 13. 13. Was that one um, my plus three? Five, six. Seven. Yeah, okay. Head, head, yeah. Um... Yep. And, and hold on, and also just a reminder, if you guys get criticals, you can also shift uh, click on the damage. It will roll twice and add it all together. Oh, good reminder. Thank, Thank you. you. And if you have any special like deadly uh, keyword that's part of your weapon, it'll know that to do that with the shift click too. It's really handy. Okay. Continue. Um, so I take another swing at him. The 20. 20 is not enough. You swing oh. and miss. Um, I'll, just, I'll just take one more. All right. Actually, I'll do uh, a short sword finisher for the last one. Oh. Oh, uh, you you think you're kind of tricky, huh? And 27. 20. Wow, you rolled nice. really high on the third attack. Yeah, that was a big one. Wow, with a 27, that is a hit with your finishing move, consuming your panache for bonus damage. You had a little flurry to the attack. Oh my God, that's a lot of dice. 22. 22 points of damage. What type of damage is this? Um, Mostly piercing. Mostly. 1d6 of fire. All right, uh, then I've got another good news, bad news. (laughs) The good news situation is you are, uh, you have slain the creature. Uh, It drops, you skewer it, you put your boot up uh, and you pull your rapier back out. The bad news is, is that that wound that you popped that you're really close to is this big white zit that's about the size of a grapefruit. Uh, And as you pull it out, it falls finally gives way and pops all sorts of goodness uh, in your direction and you are sickened one as okay. well. And I'm sickened no one. For that. <laughs> there is no roll, I'm afraid. Uh, but right. uh, when we're going to make this one a little tougher than a normally sickened, you can get rid of with one action. This one will go away automatically in um, in just a couple minutes, it, um, so it won't last too long. I also show you having a wounded condition for some reason. 
Okay, I'll fix that. It yeah. might have been from last session or something. Yeah, and now triple sickened. You're yeah, really yeah, sick. I'll, I'll fix that too. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, Xanner, uh, as you see that, you recoil in horror at this goo that you were thankfully not being afflicted with. Gross, um, gross, gross, gross. Thank uh, you guys for taking all that. You uh, you step it's back away from the that fire that's causing it, and I look you at Xanner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Zan, you take a step back away from that evil goo, but unfortunately in this dark area with all these strange little alcoves and bodies, you don't see any, you, you think you see some more movement, some more zombies, you're not sure, you're not quite sure, you're sickened by what you see, you take another step and some sort of skull section that's old sinks underneath like a rotten apple and you slip backwards and stumble back out the window you came in. Ah! You fall back and tumble backwards before you can think to cast a spell or do anything. You yell and yell and yell as you fall out and scream because you're this is just not a Xanner situation. And as you fall backwards and you start to drop, you are saved as a slender halfling hand reaches out and grabs you by the collar and you look up and find yourself hanging uh, upside down um i'm sorry right side up outside the window and you look up and you see there is a friendly halfling thief you've seen before looking down upon you Ah. you're muted you're you're muted am i muted Banner, you snoopy little devil! <laughs> you better not try to steal another kiss. You look—it's Palik. You're still here. Have you been in the pits this whole time? No, of course not, silly. Can you pull me up? I don't know. Can I trust you? No. Why, why would I pull you up? Don't drop me! Come on up! Come on up, cutie! And Palik, you pull Xanner up, who scrambles, who's like smiling and terrified and smiling and terrified. <laughs> you bring Xanner up, and uh, Xanner, right before you, was Palik, the halfling rogue who you ran into. These, uh, She was part of, it looks like Christopher is in absolute tears. What's going on, Christopher? Unmute and do tell. <laughs> He's in absolute tears. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's, it's delightful. Oh, uh, uh, right when it happened, I was like, "Please be sad. Please be sad." <laughs> oh. Sorry, I will get control of myself. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Okay. Uh, so this is Palik, part of the uh, Guardians of Navarre, um, who you've ran into a couple times before, and she has just rescued you uh, and returning the favor in some way. Uh, Xander reaches out to give Palik a, a, a great big hug. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's too early in the day to get handsy. I'm not trying to get... Oh, yes, you are. Thank you for saving me. I You're guess welcome. we're even. <laughs> because the time I saved you... I don't think place... that, that wasn't you. That was that darling little dwarf. Wait, hang on. <laughs> I, I was the one that cast the spells and he couldn't even get in there if it weren't for my magic. That That's was... not how I remember it. I just remember you stealing a kiss. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel shame, like maybe... shame on you. Shame, shame. You know your name. 
Shame on me, Xander blushes. And you go, Sildren has his head out the window. He's like, if you two are done flirting now, let's go. <laughs> and speaking of great big hugs, Sildren, you are hugged from behind by rotting arms as a zombie with a wobbly head has successfully grappled you and is Son pulling you towards it. Bitch. You try to turn and are struggling and the zombie's head is knocked clean off. The arms relax and the zombie collapses, leaving some streaks of blood on you. You see uh, standing behind that zombie is a panther-like man uh, standing there in a thin robe and he lowers a, a fist calmly at his side and nods at you. Everything will be fine now. You have nothing to fear. This, this is my friend, y Yaru. He yep. likes to be called Master Yaru. I don't know if you noticed, but we're pretty far from fine at the moment. <laughs> this is crawling with undead, but it's good to have other hands here. Why are you here? This brave young warrior came rushing to my aid when a group of young bandits surrounded me. Of course, they were no real threat. Just wayward youth never taught a better path. The real threat, that which brought me to this city, I fear has been growing stronger and great evil is soon at our doorstep. I don't know, I don't know what you said. Piercy, what did he say? Who is your friend? Pier Piercy is not sure what to think about a giant cat. <laughs> yeah, can we get a full description yeah, on this? let's get a description of uh, Master Yaru. I am Yaru, <laughs> master of the three winds, focus, balance, and power. You see before you a... Only in the face would you recognize him as an old man. Everything else about him, he looks like Brad Pitt in Fight Club, jacked. No shirt, just a gi around his shoulder and some, you know, sweatpants. <laughs> and hand wraps. A little, fanny, little fanny pack. A just little, just a little <laughs> fanny with, with hand wraps around all of his paws, all four of his paws. He's got some jewels on his tail. And uh, as he's talking to you, he kind of just goes into a lotus pose and meditates on his tail. It's, so he's quite literally a, 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 a panther-like humanoid, is that it? I am what you would call cat folk. Oh, this is and not going to <laughs> Hide, Piercy. <laughs> what does uh, Sildra know? Does Sildra know anything about the cat folk? Uh, yeah, make an occult roll, please. Occult, huh? All right. Not Sildren's strong suit. <laughs> a natural 20. What if it's a natural Whoa! 20? 
Hey, what? Oh. Yeah, talk about strong suits. Let me tell you, I come from the Temple of the Three Winds. It's located in the Stone Range Mountain. <laughs> Having spent so much of my time teaching others, let me just read you my bio real quick. <laughs> Sildren, you have uh, you've heard of Caffle, but before they are not very common. You've um, seen a few. You know of one who is a druid back in your homeland, but you have not seen many. You have heard from that catfolk friend of yours. He spoke about uh, several of his people in the Storm Range Mountains, uh, and he has shared some tales of a wise uh, tales, tales, <laughs> tales of. I love a, a good tale. <laughs> I really do. Of a, a wise teacher who you recognize the name as uh, Master Yaru, a teacher of other. Um, uh, monastic types uh, out in the mountains who seek uh, some balances within the forces of Varen. Master Yoru, I've actually heard of you. A brother druid of mine as one of your people and has is familiar with you. An honor to be recognized among one of the druids known as protectors of this earth and nature. I see it as my responsibility to also protect nature and find peace between the gods and man. And he'll kind of address everybody and just say, whatever led us all here, whether it was command of a great leader, divine intervention, or your own inner self, it appears our paths have aligned. Will you allow us to join your group of defenders this day? I don't know what he'd say. What he'd say. Yes, what? No. Let, I us Let us join your group, dummy. That's what he said. You Malik, you seem to know this young one. This, yeah, he's, 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 a, he's, he's a real stinker. I know, I know, I know most of this group. I saved him once. My brother spoke very highly of you, and we are in desperate need of allies, and it seems like it is some divine fortune indeed that we meet the both of you here and now. There is obviously a great evil upon us, and we have met here at the gate of it all. Join us, and together, hopefully, we can survive it. Let us step further into the darkness to bring forth the light. Um, let me just say that I personally could curl up in my bed and listen to a podcast of just Master Yaru reading me children's bedtime stories. I think that... <laughs> the itsy, bitsy spider <laughs> climbed up upon the water spout. <laughs> Down came the rain. Yeah, I can do it. Drops the water out. <laughs> out came the sun. Dried up all the rain. I don't know the rest of them. Poor <laughs> old Rudolph would never ride a reindeer again. I don't know. <laughs> As a bonus for our listeners, our podcasts are now going to be six hours long. 
<laughs> we'll finish. We'll finish with stories, <laughs> and then we'll also finish with different heroes throughout the season. And just how would Iggy's bedtime story go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I crushed the fucker. <laughs> Hickory, Hickory, he's Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> All right, you guys are in this gore. Uh, Palik, what do you have to say about this? I just other, than, other than slapping away this little gnome hand that keeps reaching out for yours. <laughs> I just I go up to each of the the new party members uh, individually. I go up to Sildren. Half elf, you look like a full elf. Oof. Halfling, you look like a fooling, I guess. And then I go up to Brenros. You, you must be the silver fox of the group. Woohoo! And Xander just stares at Brenros and does the eyes. Watching <laughs> you, watching you. And, and who are you, little rat? Yes, who are you? Uh, My friend, yeah. <laughs> licking his lips <laughs> nervously. <laughs> I, I, I can smell you from a there. You don't need to get too close. Hey, <laughs> don't move fast and throw the ball the other I, way. <laughs> I love how we brought in Piercy's like natural enemy, um, <laughs> in cat form. <laughs> I, I am a friend of the king. Uh, the, I used to be his his personal yard, and now I have met uh, these other peoples, and uh, we are fighting together. I'm I'm Polik. What's your name? I didn't understand any of that. What's your name? <laughs> I'm I'm Piercy uh, von Skeetenlever. Piercy, Piercy, more like have mercy, Hotsy Totsy. <laughs> Beyond the rambunctious female she is. Don't be worried about the kitty either. He's super nice. Hey, so uh, I'm not. I'm not sure I have met a a, a cat folk before. If he starts giving you problems, just get him right around the <laughs> ear. Just give him a little scratchy, scratchy. So calm right down. A scratchy, scratchy. Okay, yeah, yeah, we do. The Only in my studies upon my mountain temple have I heard of the Yosoki. I did not know they looked so delicious in person. Uh, <laughs> like, like he's totally he's, cool. He's twirling his, <laughs> his, his whiskers going. Uh, like I had low light vision. Now I have dark vision. I'm just like, ooh. Piercy's whiskers are just twitching. Sildred, <laughs> so, do you understand anything these animal people are saying? They are starting a ritual of consuming soon. <laughs> All of this conversation between the Isoki and the cat folk is taking place while they're just walking around each other. It's more growling and yeah. We don't understand a word. <laughs> you know, it's an awful long journey from there to Miscon. Not a lot of food on the way. <laughs> Well, Brenros is walking a little bit taller after being flattered in the middle of a dark tower, so he's he's um, advancing out into the hallway to investigate and make sure no other surprises await. Right. Yari will, like, catch up with Brenros and just... You seem to be the elder of this group. Are you in command of these men? Elder, I'm not that old, and I don't <laughs> command them. They follow their own hearts and all of them pure. 
Ah, the most honorable of men. And uh, I, uh, I do admire some of the philosophy that you have mentioned. I will be speaking with you when we have more time. A great honor to speak to a man so clean in a place so dirty. <laughs> Prestidigitation, I don't know. <laughs> now push my lark scooter. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm carrying a lot of weight. <laughs> uh, Brenros, you head out of the circular chamber and uh, go down some spiraling stairs. Um, they look a little ominous. Um, not as drastic as the stairs behind Jeremy's background, but kind of in that broken, weird vein. Um, and you uh, are uh, making your way down these stairs and heading towards uh, a new room that is just beneath this one. Uh, Sadly, since I'm going first, it's got to be torch in hand, sword put away. Um, the shield is still out. Sildren will actually go second, and he has um, lit his Aeon watch so that he's providing light for the group. And his, he has his sword and shield drawn. Okay. He, and Yathane oh. upon his shoulder. I extinguish the torch then and continue on. All right. How's my sound? Is it coming through now at all? You're, still, you're a little... Still muted. a little quiet. I don't know why. Uh, let's see if I can make a quick test. I want to make sure I'm coming through. Nothing changed on my end. Um, oh, sure, it's all us. Microphone. There we go. That's better. I did nothing but bring up the settings. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is there any yeah, difference now? It's, it's yeah, no, you're, you're much better. You're, oh my you're, goodness. You're, on, you're a little bit below the line, but you're you're still you're good. Okay. Uh, all right, you head down and you uh, arrive at the chamber just underneath this, and you can see. Uh, in this chamber, there are three doors that lead out of this chamber up the far side. This is another circular, say, uh, same 30-foot diameter room. Um, it is uh, lit up by a glowing orb of light above. From that light descends a silver chain with a wooden handle. There are three doors, as I mentioned, um, the leftmost door of the three has this black energy that's seeping out. And again, think of it like black clouds or such that comes racing out uh, about four feet off the ground through the door, races uh, over and descends down another stairwell uh, that's another way out um, and just racing down um, in that situation. You can also see there are 12 alcoves uh, in this room as well. And uh, each of these alcoves, they're maybe they're they're up uh, up above the ground a couple feet, and they're inset just a couple feet. They look like little mini shrines with little things inside of them. Alcove might be too strong of a word, but you get the right idea. What would you like to do? What what kind of things are in these like shrines or whatever? You take a look. Well, my God, is so we've gone from a character who loves loot to a character who loves loot. Is that about right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stay uh, true. <laughs> uh, each of these alcoves are small, and they uh, have urns inside of them, of which eleven of these urns have been smashed. 
Um, can I get a description of the 12th urn that's still intact? Sure. You can see there's a giant cattail in the middle of Chris's camp. <laughs> I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> Excuse me. You can uh, see the urn is uh, rather plain, but it has been uh has a uh a ring uh, almost uh like a a lip edge around the top where the top comes in just underneath a little e edge etching of about half an inch uh that has some strange markings on it what languages do you know palik uh gnomish and halfling Okay, it is neither of those, yeah. uh, and there are also strange little holes in, in some of those etchings. You know, like where a letter P symbol might be, there's a little hole into the urn. And the rest of you can also notice, again, there's this silver chain hanging down from the center, ends in a wooden, simple wooden handle, and then that is over a, say, a 10 by 5 metal plate that's on the ground. Zainer, come over here. You're kind of smart. Yeah, yes, I am. What, what's this? Hear that, Rose? I'm kind of smart. You should take caution at every step in every room. Leak I don't know what you're saying. I'm going over there. Take care, young one. Palik tells me this place is full of not only creatures, but traps as well. Zainer stops and doesn't go on the metal plate. He then just kind of sidesteps around the metal plate to go right. towards Bleak. And uh, what is it that you need me to see? What's this say? What's this say? I can't read it. Uh, Xander takes a look at the uh, at the urn. All right. What are your languages and lores that you know? I know common, elven, gnomish, nordric, old bison, sylvan, and undercommon. My lores... What? include uh asmir and alcohol okay uh you know common yeah you, you read this it's a <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh you don't recognize if you know old bizrin you are able to recognize this as the uh Chaloran language the race from long ago um, but you don't know that language. You can just, you know, like it's Egyptian or it's Japanese, but you don't speak or For read sure. Japanese. Um, yeah, so this, Palik, I will let you know, happens to be Chiloran which is a very ancient uh, and unspoken language. I, I didn't ask for a story. I said, what's it say? I don't know. You are stories. Hang on, you I can learn useless. things. You are useless. Oh. Xander, take two, two, two sadness, Tim. Um, <clears throat> like a woman who knows what she wants. <laughs> While this is going on, Sildren starts to um, basically do um, uh, some healing for both himself and Xander. Uh, so non, uh, non, non magical healing. Um, in what way? Oh, no, the nature skill. Yeah. Just breaking out some some herbs and stuff. Yeah, that okay. takes what ten minutes, I think. Sure. Or, yeah. Um, all right, you uh, do that. Um, as you do that, I need everyone to make a fortitude saving throw. Who was sickened? You guys don't look so good. 
Uh, 32 for Sildren. Sildren, you, uh, Sildren just goes off the side for a little bit. <laughs> and curses the berries he ate for breakfast. He's got to stay lean. Uh, 17. And uh, Piercy, <laughs> you can't tell why he's looking odd, but you don't know if it's the cat or something that he saw. <laughs> Piercy's still suffering from that. And then during that 10 minutes, you're doing some basic healing. Yep. Uh, so I heal 20 points of damage to both Xander and I. Okay. And then I need everyone to make a willpower saving throw. Everybody. Oh, jeez. Wow, that's a lot of... 24 for children. Okay. 25. 25. 28. 28. 31. Um, you guys feel a growing uh, sense of darkness, an overwhelming sense of dread about this place, in particular about that stream of cloud, massive movement, pseudo-magical black cloudy water that's racing through, but it's not water, but just has some of those motions to it. And it seems very forbidding, um, but everyone's able to just, uh, you know, pat each other on the back, do some healing, throw a little uh, joke here or there and keep your spirits up and nothing um, seems to affect the group. You're all fine. And to where is this... Uh stream flowing good question it, it flows out it's about four feet off the ground coming through that uh, far left door and then flows out and turns and heads down a stairwell so oh i have an idea Palik, yeah. pick up the urn mm, okay <laughs> and uh she'll pick it up all right, you pick up and uh, you pick up the urn and you uh, do your little hands thing. You grab a bag of sand, you swap it with the urn real fast. Yeah, yeah, bar of soap, actually. <laughs> uh, you pick up the urn, the urn uh, lifts up. There's no problems whatsoever. Uh, Piercy, you can make a perception roll, as can Brenrose. And Polin, before you guys tell me that, Polik, um, you can also feel the urn, um, which seems normal and cold and urn-like and, and feeling, grows just a tiny bit warm to the touch. Okay. 26. 24 for Brenrose. Uh, Brenrose, you see a twinkle in Piercy's eye, and Piercy, it's actually not you, Piercy, you see there is a twinkle across the silver chain hanging out from the center of the room, and it's a little twinkle that comes from the top and goes down to the bottom. Hey. And... Uh, the chain, it's a twinkling. Twinkling? It's a twinkling chain. Uh, Brenros looks at the chain. Closer inspection for Brenros. See the twinkle there? Yeah, Sildren's actually, while they've been doing that, Sildren's actually interested in, in kind of investigating the silver chain and where it goes to. All right, Brenros, you look, you see no twinkle at all, and Piercy's watching and watching, but there's no no twinkle, and then just all of a sudden Master Yaru comes flying through, batting at it, and... No, it's kidding. Um, <laughs> Twinkle, twinkle, little <laughs> chain. <laughs> he does not do that. Um, 
Uh, yeah, you don't see any twinkle at all, soldier, and you see it's a chain that disappears up into the ceiling, into the glowing light uh, that's bright. If you look up there and it goes down and hangs about five feet off the floor, ends in a uh, very polished wooden handle, and then it is above a metal plate uh, that uh, lies, rests on the ground. And there's no darkness involved in that little bit there. Correct. Does so the silver chain does it seem like like when you're describing it like I'm I'm kind of hearing it as like um it's kind of like bright and and like and like un um like kind of like the brightness in 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 the dark is that yes it has a newness about it okay uh, Brennan also would like to approach one of the doors and put his ear and give a listen to what might be on the other side. Okay. As you do so, there is a strange crackling sound, and you are zapped for three points of electrical damage. Yeah! This door shocked me! Uh, try to shuffle your feet less. Yeah, there's a cat behind try. you that's just stuffing its feet, getting closer with one finger. He's he's, he's purring, going between my legs. <laughs> Three points of damage. Got it. Thank Percy you. wants to take his short sword and reach out and just kind of. Well, I wouldn't do that. Touch the chain. The twinkle. all right. Uh, you are leaning out with your uh, sword and you touch the chain and it moves and just makes that cool little sound when your sword just scrapes up a couple of links every uh, bit against it and okay. nothing unusual happens. All right. And then for like the fifth time, you hear another yelp from Brenrose. <laughs> How many doors are there? <laughs> it's just the one. Oh, this time. This time. I'll hear. It's going to work. Uh, Xander's going to use his much heightened detect magic. Okay. So uh, when Xander's detecting magic around, if he finds something, uh, not only will he learn the school of the magic for uh, the highest level effect within the range, but also the pinpoint the source of the magic within a five-foot cube. Within a five-foot cube. Yeah, that's great. Uh, okay. Um, make an arcana roll for some further information. Rolling! So that's kind of an interesting situation. Rolling. Oh. oh, geez, that's a natural one. I'm going to burn my hero points for that. You don't have any. What? Uh, yeah, I'll use both because it's a natural one. Take two! Better not be an actual two. That would be a problem for me. Oh, yeah. Sildren will give you one of his, actually, so you can... <clears throat> Keep one. All right. All right. Thank you for the assist. Arcana roll. All right. That's Sildren wants that back. Oh. <laughs> it is on a contingency basis of a, of a nine or higher on the roll. A total of 20. You glean that there is um, abjuration magic, which can deal with um, uh, force fields and such that is focused around the object within Polik's hands, the urn. Aha! There is some sort of uh, co 
cover or carry or, or some sort of, uh, eh, let's say, protection around the urn. What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's 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 kind of protected. It's got a safe. It's well, it's it's a magic form. It's called abjuration, but it's 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 keeping it uh, kind of either contained or uh, protected. But explained why it was not smashed. Should we try smashing it? I don't know if that's hey, a good idea. Kalik just lets go of it. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> All right, it hits the ground and thuds and does not break and then rolls slightly and the lid definitely does not come off and seems to be in perfect, uh, perfect shape. How'd, how'd you do that, Xander? Uh, it's, it's complicated, but it wasn't me this time. It was somebody else that, that did that. Um, Brenros, hang on a second. Xander will pick up the urn. Okay. Uh, and he will set it back down where it was. Uh, Brenros, try that door again. Ah! <laughs> and you're putting your ear up against it again? Uh, well, if, if that's the intent here, you want me to put my ear against the door? Well, you don't have to zap your ear. I just want to see if there's if that door is still blocked with the urn sitting where it's supposed to be. Wasn't it there before? No! Okay, because this really hurts. Don't do that! <laughs> yeah! Are What's you yelling as you're gently putting your ear? <laughs> he's he's prefacing. He's yeah. yeah! <laughs> uh, this time, Brenros, you suffer three points of electrical damage as you are zapped again. Okay, I'm not doing that anymore. Cool. That was a good experiment. That wasn't very nice. Why'd you do that to your friend? Not even trying to hurt him. I told him not to do it with his ear. I just wanted you to see try it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the wrong ear. <laughs> 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 uh, that was the only magic that Xander detected in the room, right? Was was the uh, the urn? Uh, no, I don't know how to deal with that with your spell. How the heck do I figure out that there's a five foot cube with possible multiple sources of magic? <laughs> I, I mean, this pretty much is just said it now by the spell from the last freaking <laughs> session to now. <laughs> Nerf this into oblivion. You know, cantrip that's just been hiding out for so long. So what is? How does it read? Again? I don't know how to deal All with right, multiple let, sources. I'm gonna go ahead and read the whole thing because I have to. It said like the fourth level says as third level. Yeah. So it's like Kickstarter tears. So hang on, I'm gonna go through the top to, top to bottom. You send out a pulse that registers the presence of magic. Everybody. No 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 no. You receive no information beyond the presence of or, or absence of magic. You can choose to ignore magic you're fully aware of, such as the magic item and ongoing spells of you and your allies. You detect illusion magic only if that magic's effect has a lower level than the level of your detect magic spell. However, items that have an uh, illusion aura but aren't deceptive in appearance, such as invisibility potion, typically are detected normally. If it's heightened at third level, you learn the school of magic for the highest level effect within range that the spell detects. Okay. If the multiple effects are equally strong, the GM determines which you learn. At fourth level, you also pinpoint the source of the highest level of magic. Like for an imprecise sense, you don't learn the exact location, but you can narrow down the source within a five-foot cube or the nearest if uh, larger than that. Right, with the concept being that you can cast this again and isolate out something, right? Right. Yeah. But, but you, the thing I'm detecting is apparently the most powerful or, or okay. the highest level. 
Oh, uh, let's go with that then. Yeah, that'll keep it from being totally broken. Um, so you do detect other magic, but we can't give you more information. Is how we're going to do it for now. Sounds good. Does that work? All right. Yeah, because because I, I, I found the one, and so why would I keep looking? What would you guys like to do? Um, so there's you guys. There's magic all over the place, but this is the strong one that I'm paying attention to. I was kind of wondering if the chain did something, especially if everyone keeps thinking it's sparkling. You should pull it. Oh no, pull it! We're probably going to need to go through that door at some point. Oh, don't pull the chain. <clears throat> Stick your ear next to a door. <laughs> <laughs> In five seconds, Xander's going to pull the chain unless anyone stops him. Four, three, two, Xander, pull Wait! the handle. <laughs> All right, Xander, you step onto the metal plate and pull on the handle. The plate immediately does nothing at all. The chain gets pulled gently and you hear somewhat similar to a previous experience, a bell ringing off in the distance. Uh, just a little chime. And then there's a little chime. Xander's just pulling repeatedly on it. Uh, and as that happens, you hear a little just gentle suction cuppy little noise as the seal to the urn is unsealed and the top rolls off and out from it billows a white little gas that starts to grow and grow and it is not a gas and it appears to take and coalesce into the shape of a being, a man, an old decrepit man that is translucent and ghost-like stands before you. He's looking around in his ghost form and says, Thank you for, for freeing me. Oh, oh, it's been quite some time, quite some time. Ah, uh, you're welcome? What is your name? What is your name? I am Xander, defender of the realm, champion of, of the King of Navarre, and keeper of the Nexus. I am Polyard. I am uh, a, a long-time member here, and I think the only one probably... <laughs> oh my! And then he throws a bolt of magic light at Yaru being caught off guard. Yaru, make a reflex saving throw. Here. Ooh, 19. Take five points of positive uh, damage as you are blasted. What's that? And he ghostly steps back away and floats over to and behind you, Xanner. That, no, that's okay. He's he's with us. That's Master Yaru. He's the, he, he does wind things. He's cool. He's, he, he and Percy are, are, are friends and they're with me. That's Palik. You see Palik? She's my friend too, and she's the one that found you. Actually, she's the one that found your your urn. Are you dead? Um, I, of, of sorts. I'm perhaps not here, but a little bit here. I, I think so. Um, who who are you? I know your name, but who who are you? What are you doing here? Are are you with that? He says, motioning towards the door with the evil magic pouring out of it. 
No, that's a great question. We're actually here because of that. We're not here with that, but we think it's going to be harmful and bad. And we're looking for a way to stop it if it is, in fact, bad. It looks really bad. It, it, it certainly is. It's going to cause quite a bit of, of, of death and destruction for the city that has grown above. Percy takes his sword and just kind of like pokes at the <laughs> That tickles. <laughs> what? What are you? Uh, I am Polyard. I, I am a member. Uh, sadly, I think I'm the last member. Oh uh, boy, this costume actually kind of works for me. I am the last <laughs> member. I am the last mysterious member of the, <coughs> of the Scoriel Guild. Uh, many of my other brothers have passed away, but I was left behind, abandoned, stayed behind. I am a champion. I I can't quite remember. The, the, the Scoriel Guild, I... That's uh, related to Scorinar. Don't say, and the ground and the tower oh, no. starts to rumble. <laughs> we don't say that name. He said it with such a horrible accent that shouldn't <laughs> count. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Did I say something? Don't say the name of that. That is very bad. That is absolutely forbidden here. You you know that name, then perhaps uh, what this uh, Xanel says is true. I sound like poo. (laughs) (laughs) Polyard, we actually have found that there's been a couple of temples of the the name I'm not going to say. The the great evil is a good way. That's certainly what it seems like. Almost everything was evil about them, and we've seen three of them so far, and it looks like they're being uncovered and brought back. Do you know why? What's happening? Oh, I fear I do, and that brings an important question. Uh, Have you seen in these other towers anyone like me? You're the first that we've seen like you so far, I'm, I'm afraid. Oh. Is this a tower of of the Scoriel Guild? He looks at you to see what word you just said. Yes, <laughs> it is. And this is a this is uh, the the guild uh, Scoriel was uh, created to deal uh, or uh, watch over uh, 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 parts of of the great evil and. Uh, we were here for a long time, for centuries, in fact, uh, but time has taken its toll, and I'm afraid uh, I am, by all sounds, the last remaining one, and I am sad that I am not with my brothers now. It is a shame and a tragedy that you have uh, been the last one to remain but we must face this great evil, as you say, and any information that you can provide us on how to defeat it would be... What information do you know about this great evil? I know some things, many things, if I can recall them. (laughs) We need to know how to destroy it, how to stop it, how to prevent it from spreading. Well, I'd say it, it began a long time ago. Uh, there was 
uh, a being whose name we do not speak, who came to be. And this being brought about the greatest destruction upon Varen that had ever been seen. And through great, great efforts by a great many people and many lives sacrificed, this being uh, was sent far away and to a, a deep, a deep slumber, never to be awakened again. And uh, there were some who prophesied that perhaps this being who shall not be named would return. Um, and in that case, the Scoriel Guild was here to uh, maintain uh, a, a certain level of uh, protection against the awakening and then perhaps uh, uh, um, um, some sort of uh, wisdom like I'm providing to uh, help those in the future who might have to uh, go through this terrible process again. And from what I've sensed, and I have sensed some dark powers come through this very tower in the last few hours, no, no, last few days, the last few months, I can't remember, but I have seen dark powers come through here and they have brought a fragment, a fragment of bone from, from one of the old five kings that should not be here. Was that Jalkaban? I do not know. Jalkaban, I, I know him. It, we found it out near the tower up in Tavernry, not very far from here. Well, it's a little far from here. It's, it's that way. Do you know Peg's house? Uh, Peg doing it? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there was, so the first time we encountered uh, undead uh, creatures, they were going in and, and attacking a temple. And in there, we found that there was a guy named Jalkaban, who was the lower artisan of the Iron, Iron Water Fort. He was a member of the, uh, the Evil Ones Guild. And he said he was a father of Jen the Seer and friend to all. He seemed really great, uh, according to his tombstone, but every one of this, the, the undead went in, grabbed something from his tomb, and then left. I didn't know if that may have been it. We then later on actually found the Escoria Guild uh, number three. That's what that was what the inscription said. Scoria Guild three inside the other tower, but that tower had one of the sword, the stars with a sword pierced through it. And we found out that that's the symbol of the evil ones. Indeed, yes. And there are three towers. No, there are five. No, there are three towers. And used by sounds have have found uh, the, the all three. Um, uh, I, I have bad news, though. Uh, if your efforts are here to help, I, I fear uh, the there is a a, a a a a light in the darkness. If you if you flip that around, uh, the words elude me. But a, a piercing uh, essence of darkness that moves around uh, within Varen. That piercing darkness has brought with it this bone. This is this bone fragment of one of the old five kings, and has passed through the black doors. Uh, and he motions towards the third door that looks wooden and just like all the others next to it, not particularly imposing. Uh, uh, and it passed through and, and beyond is past this tower, yet still within this tower, if, 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 that, if that holds true. Uh, uh, and he has started the process of the awakening and uh, that has uh, finalized here at this tower several hours, several days, 
of, of maybe a few weeks ago. How do we stop it? It is too late for here, and it may not be too late for this city. There is a great amount of energy. He again motions towards the door with the black uh, magic pouring out. There's a great energy that is coming out uh, from uh, the, the black doors and the fragment uh, beyond uh, um, uh, that are bringing forth the dead for, for weeks. Dead have been uh, rising and tumbling out of this tower and dying. Uh, and now this magic is bringing them uh, back to life. And this this city uh, that has grown above will be the first to fall unless this uh, 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 piece of the old king uh, is brought back through the doors. Uh, you could you could save this city, but I'm afraid the awakening uh, has now uh, begun. Uh, you saw that from uh, inside your waist there. I see uh, many things. I sensed uh, a beautiful little creature uh, holding me, and I warmed to the touch. Uh, but I didn't see that one pointing at the black cat. He'll, like, dust himself off from that uh, attack that he received. From the litter he yeah. just made in the earth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll teach you. Uh, you appear to be trapped between planes. Is there a way out of your box? Uh, I, or a way I'm... into your box for me? <laughs> you, he looks warily. Uh, yes, and I would be most grateful. I, I am, you seem uh, of noble hearts. I, uh, I could use but uh, a little bit of, uh, of, of life essence uh, uh, of some of, of your magic, he says, pointing at the uh, venerable Sir Brenros. Um, uh, and that would uh, let me uh, rest and uh, join my brothers, uh, which I have missed for so long. I was tasked for staying here, and I fear I've stayed too long. Our, our damn, uh, damn broken waces, your, your brethren. Yes, I'm afraid so. Uh, what, uh, uh, what happened to them? Uh, there have been uh, many dead that have passed through here in the last few hours, the last few days, and uh, they caused much uh, destruction to those who had already moved on, but they could not uh, affect me easily. Uh, does Percy think um, that this rune of, of, of lightning that he has with him might be of use to to this apparition guy? You do not. Okay. Pollyard, it's been really nice meeting you, and thank you so much for your help. I think we're going to try to head through and bring that bone back. Are you about to unfriend me? I just, I don't want you to feel like you're... Your being here was at, at a waste or at a loss. <laughs> I think you were supposed to be here to meet us. And I think that we were here to help free you. It's all supposed to be cyclical and it works out. Ask the cat thing. He knows. What was that word you just used? Let me write that down. Cyclical? I like that word. Good word. <laughs> this young one is very smart. 
I can tell you that uh, the Scoriel Guild was set up to to watch out for, but also provide um, uh, aid to those who might come in the future without aiding those who might do evil. You can try to save this city, but I fear the worst for Varen. Polyar, without you, is there any other way that we can continue to use the knowledge and wisdom of the Scoria Guild? Yes. How? Um, there is a a path. Ah, uh, and you should not in any way follow that path because that is what we are guarding. No, we are guarding the path for you to follow is what you should do. Um, and follow that path. I'm afraid I can't remember. It is, it is, it is a path that ends far to the southeast. And there is a place there that deals with this great evil. And upon this path, there is a tower? No, no, it is to the west. And with this great evil, that is where all of doom for Varen will awaken. So if we go on the path that we shouldn't go on, then uh, to the to the west and not to the east, but maybe to the southeast, and uh, we, we save it the day. Yes, he gets this. Yes. I don't know what he said. Worst doomed is what he said. <laughs> the words inscribed on the tower once mentioned the grand city that overlooked the Bay of Five Sins. That is the place, yes. There are words. Find the words. Where, where are the words? The words are... The words are there, and he points at the door with black magic pouring out of it. And do do we see words? You see no words. (laughs) You do see Brenro slowly putting his ear towards that evil black magic. (laughs) Come on, three points. Come on, three points. (laughs) Any other words for him? We should go. How are we supposed to read those words, old man? Only those of, of noble spirits should follow the path, should avoid, should follow the path. And you seem noble, or I would not have warmed up to you. But not you! Looking at you. So, uh, the, the words you, you say in, uh, are the words, uh, on the door over over yonder. Yes, yes, you understand entirely. Uh, not sure I do, but uh, <laughs> thank you. He comes over and pats you with a hand that goes through your head yeah, gently. <laughs> um, okay, ah, uh, I can't, we need to go. Sir Brenros, do you think you can uh, give him Divine lights? Are you ready to depart this plane, spirit? I I feel uh, I am way past due, and it would be 
wonderful to finally rest, finally rest and finally see uh, my Scorio brothers. Yes, yes, I am. Renros moves his glove and reaches out to make contact with the spirit and it dispenses into him the lay on hands. All right. There's a little glow of white light that uh, cascades from your hand into the ghostly uh, translucent shape of the uh, polyard, uh, and he closes his eyes and relaxes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no! Ah! No! <laughs> he is undead. <laughs> he uh, closes his eyes and slowly starts to fade and fade, and uh, he disappears and uh, completely goes out of existence. And as he does that, you can see just a tiny bit of um, ash spill out of the open top of the urn, as though it was somehow held in. Until is it clumping? Did. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> Flushable. And let's take our break there. Uh, we will be back in a couple of minutes. Hail Traveler, your ever so handsome elven hunter here with a special Patreon message. You can join one of three distinct membership levels. Adventurer, Hero, and Champion. Join the $3 Adventurer's Corner for bonus episodes, character creations, and after-show chit-chats. Come around to the $7 Heroes table for downloadable maps, character sheets, and scripts, as well as exclusive Discord polls. Still have an appetite for action? For $15, you become a Champion of the Realm. Gain access to all of the above, as well as submitting your own silly characters and side quests and have a chance to make it into the show yourself. Well, what are you waiting for? Go to patreon.com slash today. Until next time, Traveler. All right, we are back in a quick plug. Um, don't forget to check us out on twitch.tv slash ingloriousbards every Tuesday, 7 p.m. and see this uh, horrific costume that I'm wearing tonight. Uh, you can also check out the video uh, on our YouTube page, just YouTube ingloriousbards. You can find uh, archive videos of these episodes, and then we're available on podcasts, all your favorite podcast platforms. Go to ingloriousbards.com. Uh, all right, so the uh, ghost has disappeared you guys have several different uh, exits out of here. Uh, what would you like to do? Xander's going to start here. heading towards the the black doors that Pollyard was pointing to. All right, you look and it is a darkened red door. It is not black in any way whatsoever. And it has black magic uh, stream of clouds that are racing out, uh, curving around almost like a, a little beam of uh, a flowing line of, of energy. What is it making me think of? I'm thinking this is, might be another weird reference. I think it was maybe the EverQuest or EverQuest 2 game that had a golden trail that you could point you to where you need to go. Like, I want to go to this guild member and it would you would follow this trail. It's that mm. kind of like weird... If, if I may, I, I think the abyss. The abyss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With that water tentacle. Uh, it's yeah. that concept, but it's black clouds, but it just has the, the animation, the motion slightly of water sometimes, but it also kind of banks and turns and it's slightly up off the ground. But when it heads down to these steps off the side of the room, it then flows down as though it were water, these black clouds and goes down. So it's coming out the door, kind of making a, a 30 degree bank and then heading down these stairs. And then there's two other wooden doors, one of which has little imprints of a scowling knight against the dust of that door. <laughs> 
And that chain leads to like another door, is that correct? You uh, look, the chain goes straight up into the ceiling and you can see it go into the ceiling because the bright light it used to go into has disappeared and faded away. Okay, but it goes down to where? It goes down to five feet above the ground and ended in a wooden handle that was pulled. By me! I pulled it! That's how we even got Polyard! So to the red door of death, is that where we're headed? That's oh. the spirit, children! Is there room? Like, is it just... Is the doorway completely filled with this black stuff? Or, like, is there room for us to, like... Good question. Saunter by. There is plenty of room for you, Piercy. Uh, plenty. <laughs> uh, Bleak would like to go up to the third door that we okay. haven't looked at yet. All right. And um, she'll... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. Uh, uh, she'll touch it. <laughs> you touch the door and Brenros laughs, but then nothing happens. And Brenros frowns. Then Brenrose touches it and gets shot. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch! You're wearing too much metal. You need to take it off. Uh, well, then she'll try to open it. All right. The door opens. <laughs> Sir Brenrose just looks down. <laughs> <laughs> the door I, don't I don't buy into this science of metal attracting electricity. <laughs> Uh, what, what's inside? Uh, inside is just a whole bunch of candy and cake and beans. <laughs> Brent is so sad. No, inside uh, is, there's a uh, small room to the side of which this door uh, is at one side of. So, uh, and then opens up more to the other side. And inside this room are a couple of benches of uh, stone. And you can see what look to be uh, stone uh, slabs that you believe are t- uh uh, beds from long, long ago, uh, but there's no bedding or mattress or stuffing of any kind. You can just see the the frame, if you will, of stone and several of these. And there are at least a dozen of these beds. It's a rather large chamber. Uh, there's some alcoves off to the side uh, that look to have stored some stuff before, but you don't see anything but piles of dust there. Uh, and there's nothing you can see of value in here at all. And there are no other exits. Okay. Um, she'll just, uh, she'll come back out. All right. You missed doing a Dr. Grant moment there with the electric fence on the door, by the way. Renrose <laughs> <laughs> just peeks his head in to just check and make sure, okay. It's safe. <laughs> points of damage. It's, it's safe. <laughs> well, you can go in there. <laughs> okay, are we going to go then? And how do we get through that? That's a good question. Hey, you follow me. And Piercy just gets down on the ground and does his uh, his his crawling that he can do with no limit to movement. Okay. What? Uh, you can fall any distance. You can move any distance. <laughs> what the hell is this? All right. Cheater. Yeah, Sildren will follow um, as best he can, avoiding the black flowing um, liquidy type energy. 
All right, so Piercy, you open the door carefully. You swing it open. It does not disrupt the flow of this black energy. You can see more of this little tube of black energy uh, coming down a, uh, a tunnel. Uh, I'm sorry, stairwell that also uh, goes slightly down, but also has slightly angled and it's uncomfortably wide steps. Um, so it's not spiraling down as deep as you the last stairs did. Uh, and then you drop down and you scuttle at full speed uh, like Dr. Zoidberg getting uh, easily uh, through. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got, I think, the nimble crawl ability. Yeah, Is that, crawl, yeah. yes. uh, just full speed. He's right through. Uh, who else do we have that's rather on the small side? We have Polik. Uh, Polik will go through a nimble crawl as well. Whoa! Oh. Nimble crawls right after. Xander, you're pretty small, right? Yeah, I'm right. So pretend to nimble crawl. All right, Xander does not go fast at all, but he is <laughs> able to get through without any trouble. Uh, we also have a very lithe uh figure that's part of the team as master yaru you need to try to get through and limbo through and get down low and go through but you need to make an uh, acrobatics roll uh but due to your monk training you get to add plus four to this roll very well acrobatics right yes yeah. okay just making sure plus four let's go with 33 33. <laughs> you get through with ease and can flag on. You, you can see this timing, this undulation. You, you can go through when there's a little bit of movement that opens up more space. You get through. You can flag on quickly one more person. Is it Sildren or Sir Brenros? You Sir uh, uh, Yeah, I, I'll instinctively grab on to him and say, Damn, he's going to be the one who's going to get screwed. All right, Sir <laughs> Brenros, you come through. Clumsy. Oh, it's Sir I Brenros. have a sense of these things. <laughs> Um, no, 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 not there, armor. not there. I stepped there. Okay, now you, yes, good. There, okay. <laughs> uh, the two of you are through with Sildren. You need to go through as well. You need, yes. And I don't see it, but I have the, um, like, where I can crawl into, like, really small spaces. You have quick squeeze? Yeah. Um, I picked that up last uh, level from seven to eight, so oh. I don't know if that helps me in this. I also I, I have... I think it absolutely should. I also have rapid mantle and steady balance, so... Let's do, let's do quick squeeze. Um, I think I can even add that super easily fast. If I go feats... And yeah, because that was my level eight feet that I chose. I must have missed it. Quick. Nope. Quick. Quick. Quick draw. Quick fix. Um, quick. Quick. I thought it was quick sneeze. Quick squeeze. Quick sneeze. <laughs> that is under abilities, feats, and quick. Oh, my God. I lost it again. Quick sneeze. It still looks like quick squeeze. There you go. You got it now. There we go. And I'm using, I guess, a mix of quick squeeze and steady balance to get myself through. Uh, then you pass automatically. You are through as well. That's great. Sweet. Um, and you guys are all through, and you are kind of all... This roll isn't just through the door. It's staying low and going down these un, un, uncomfortably wide, uh, long stairs, if that makes sense, uh, going down with them and still staying low, and this just undulating... Uh, Maybe about a, a foot, sometimes two feet in, in diameter uh, tube of clouds are just shoo, shoo, shoo going by. Uh, they, they make you feel uncomfortable. You have a very good sense of self-preservation, of not being close to these, uh, and you are making your way down these stairs. As you, yes? 
I'm just I'm picturing the smoke monster from Lost. That could kind of yeah, be like that. I'm actually picturing the uh, the the smoke tubes from Stranger Things. When when the giant beast reaches around, it has these almost tendrils of these long smoke tubes that just kind of like move around. Um, I'm just picturing smoke. <laughs> just <clears throat> as I often do. You guys make your way down through and come to another chamber. This one is a rectangular. It is made of the same stone you've been through before. This does no longer feel like it's exactly underneath where you were before. You're no longer in this quote-unquote underground tower uh, vertical structure you think any longer. Uh, the tube goes through to the other side. It's very easy where you need to go. It's a, it's a rectangular chamber, maybe just 50 feet uh, uh, long and 20 feet wide. Um, gives you a little bit of breathing room to step around. But of note, on the wall that's furthest from this stuff is some strange writing that Xanar identifies as Chaloran that is carved into the wall uh, itself. Don't curse um, my ability to not read! <laughs> and as you guys are walking past and making your way through this room, that writing uh, changes form before your very eyes into uh, languages that each of you know, um, and not necessarily the same language between each of you. Uh, all of you may be trying to one-up each other. Oh, I know what this is. It's halfling. No, it's not. It's blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, and you can read this message, and the message reads the following. It says, Scoriel message number five. Before the dead swarm the world, before betrayal and deceit fill our hearts, stand upon the grand seal of the Scoriel guild. Only upon hearing the noblest deeds will the frail death shrink away and open a path. I'm going to read that one more time, then I'll paste it into our group chat. Um, before the dead swarm the world, before betrayal and deceit fill our hearts, stand upon the grand seal of the Scoriel Guild. Only upon hearing the noblest deeds will the frail death shrink away and open a path. Only upon hearing the noblest deeds it will reveal the path. What does this mean? Uh, There's think, a lot of these. I think it means you tell a story. Oh, I love stories. Oh, no. There once were three bears. <laughs> <laughs> what the bears do? <laughs> They found a cottage in the middle of a forest. They found a bed in several rooms of the house. I'm not going to do the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just going to let me do this and every time. Really? <laughs> it's copyright infringement. I can't do the whole story. <laughs> Uh, and you guys uh, are able to make note of that and uh, carry on. Did you... Put that in the chat at some point? I did. I thought I did. The group chat? Yeah. It's there. I don't see it. I don't see it. Oh, you did it privately to mine. Oh, did I? Oh, I see how it is. Oh, tell us. I will read it again. Before the dead. So it's in Amura, okay? Control V. I did do it just to you. That's weird. Oh, I can do it. I got it. There we go. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys travel on. You uh, make your way through, and again, ducking down low, uh, you make your way through and uh, walk down a sh- uh, kind of a short corridor. This energy still coming through, and there is a open uh, doorway with no door, and you can see there's a room beyond, and you can sense some movement up ahead. And you believe you can see your friend Polyard uh, moving around up ahead, ghost-like. What? And you walk in and you see uh, this ghost and you do not see Polyard at all. This ghost looks much nastier um, with tattered clothing hanging from its arms, its sleeves. and it's much more uh, dark and gray in color than Polyard is. And this being uh, walks through this room and in the center of this room is a small pedestal and it grabs onto a ghostly little crystal and moves phases through that pedestal, grabs the crystal and goes to the other side of the room where there are a huge set of black metal doors that tower uh, 20 feet high, uh, made of a, a, a dark metal you're not quite familiar with, with this black energy coming through and blasting out. This ghostly figure uh, walks over and places this, this uh, ghostly crystal into a slot near the door. It pauses and then it passes through. And anyone who is trained in a cult may make a roll, please. That's me! It is also me. 26 for Xanner. An 18 for Oh, you. that was Yaru's chance to show what he's got. <laughs> oh. How trained are you, Master? <laughs> Fair. All right, uh, Xanner, you are able with a 26. That's pretty good. You recognize that this is not uh, real. You are seeing something that has happened before. You guys, this is an illusion of the past. It is an illusion of the past. (laughs) (laughs) This has all happened before. Before? This is not the thing we're supposed to be seeing. We're doing that SNL thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if, if you promise to do that, we've got to wipe out every train skill, give you untrained and everything. And I'll just give you like 10 hero points. <laughs> like he's a total fraud. He's <laughs> nothing. He's got like a certificate from the, like the Phoenix Institute. <laughs> the talented Mr. Yaru. I, I love Yaru so much more now. <laughs> Thank you for being honest and vulnerable. It's not really a monk. He's like an out of work bard. (laughs) He's trying on the monk vibe, a new character he's working on. (laughs) No, no, young one. You tell them, please. You tell them. It's to hold back. I will go. Four wins, or I thought you said three. The three wins. wins. (laughs) The two wings of the past. (laughs) It's a casino I visit. (laughs) (laughs) Kaiser Soze's everything he's run into as the name. (laughs) (laughs) Xander's going to start detecting magic in the room. 
to see if he can find uh, the source of what's causing the illusion of the past. Uh, you look, ooh, make another occult roll and roll higher than you rolled last time. Uh, no, I didn't. You, uh, you look around the room, you see uh, no source and you don't see that ghostly form anymore. You just see this pedestal in the middle of the room. Uh, and Polik, you can see right above him is a, how would you describe this? Uh, it's a 10, jeez, maybe like an eight foot wide, uh, think of it like a, a steel drum barrel, uh, but it looks to be made of metal and solid that is right above the door and not too far away from Xanner, and it's up several feet above the door. And connecting it is a metal beam that is hinged right at the door frame at the top of the door frame. This is like the old bucket of water on top of the door trick, isn't it? <laughs> but, but it's this big, long, uh, what did I say, five, like a steel drum, five foot thing of metal, big metal that's got this beam sticking out and it's right up against the top of the room. The, the ceiling goes up quite a bit uh, and it's right there, right above the door. And the beam is resting on the door? And the beam, so you've got, you can see my hands, you've got the door, top of the door here, you guys are coming in top of the door here, and then this is the room. Yep. Sticking out is maybe a 10 foot uh, steel beam, and then above that on the edge of this wall is uh, a uh, steel drum five foot uh, piece of metal that's above that, that the beam is attached to. And then it's got a uh, little uh, pivot point thing right here at the top of the door. Hmm. Don't, don't move that door, Xanner. All right. Look, and there's no door. It's just, it's just an open doorway. And so and it's Polique, just a case to open. Okay. Yeah. And Polik just kind of pulls you back a little bit. And that's the open doorway. That's where we saw the black doors in the vision, though. Yeah. The open doorway leads out into this room. And this room is a little narrow. And there are there's this pedestal in the middle of the room. Um, but you don't see anything unusual about the pedestal. Beyond it, on the other side, are these big double doors where this magic is coming out of these big black double doors. Um, and Polik, you've been keeping a close eye. Make a perception roll, Polik. I was going to ask Idrisil because he's always in the lead. I don't know who's <laughs> in the lead anymore. Who's the default scout? I'm being dragged uh, around by 30. Uh, with a 30, you see there is a small plate of metal, not unlike the one you saw up above that's on the floor. And it's a few feet, uh, maybe eight feet away from the pedestal between you and the little rising pedestal. And you can also see a second small little plate. This plate is maybe two feet wide and eight inches, uh, or two feet long and eight inches wide. So it's like a, a small step type thing. So are there two of these, one on either side of the pedestal? Um, that's what you see. And again, this howling sound of this dark magic that's going by. And and that's happening in real time, or that's still... That black like magic is still happening. Absolutely. But you don't see that ghostly figure anymore. Do we see any um, of those crystals anywhere that he touched? The blue crystal they put in the door? You yeah. do not. Okay. And according to Xander, that was also not uh, real. And mm -hmm. But you do see there is an open slot next to the big black double doors. 
Children's investigating the pedestal, kind of yeah. walking around it, um, uh, trying to glean any information from it that he might. All right, uh, Sildren steps into the room and ducks and rolls uh, with this weird giant metal thing right above, but nothing happens. And you uh, <laughs> walk into the room and you are see this little pedestal. You can, uh, how close are you getting to this pedestal? Uh, pretty close, like within touching distance. I'm not touching it, but I'm kind of walking around it, avoiding right. whatever black magic is pouring out. You do have um, to duck at one point to do that, uh, yeah. but you are able to slowly circle the pedestal. You can see on the top of it is a small seam, a cut in the top. So flat pedestal, there's a seam in it that looks like maybe open up or something. Could possibly be, and the pedestal is about four feet, uh, yeah, about four feet tall, and it's fairly narrow, and then widens slightly at the end, and then has a flat top, but where there's nothing on top of it. Did, what did you guys do with the urn? Did you take that? Did you leave it on the ground? What did you do we, with it? We left it in the in the spot it was in. Okay. Does it seem urn size? This um... <laughs> odd, uh, odd question to ask, children. What a weird time to bring that up. It, it, an urn could fit on here, yes. Uh, Polik wants to pick up one of these plates and uh, go to the altar with it. All right, great. Pedestal. Uh, you go over there and you realize you misunderstand the game master. These are not dinner plates. This no. is just a no, plate. Of I know. Metal. You said a, a two foot by eight inch. Yes, two like foot a, long, eight like inch. A, like I'm just thinking switch. like a. Jeremy's got it. It's like, 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 like a, yeah. okay. Like, like a There's nothing for you to grab easily. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but and, to that point, Xander was gonna go with Palik to go to the plates and, and like you stand on that one. You you step on that one first. And Xander will. All right, you kicks her Brenros's uh, head, who put his ear next to it, out of the way. Uh, Three and shock me. <laughs> and Xander, you gently step on the plate, and nothing <clears throat> happens. I told you, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um, we'll, we'll step on the other one. Palik, as you do, as you walk past uh, Sildren towards that plate, Sildren, you can see as you're uh, you're still close to the pedestal, checking it out. Yep. You can see uh, that there, that seam in the middle has separated several inches, uh, creating some sort of small opening. And you can see there is some strange clear crystal just inside that you cannot quite grasp. Is there another one? There's three plates, right? When you say you, I can't quite grasp it because it's not the seam is not big enough? That is correct. Um, Xander, you're the only one on a plate right now, and I also wanted to know, uh, Brenros, what are you doing? Uh, Brenros is eyeing the next set of doors that we intend to be passing through and All right, where, are, this, where this uh, goo is coming from. They are big and tall, and they are imposing. They do not look like uh, the rest of the architecture you've seen before, the um, they're, they're, they're threatening doors, I would say. Um, Yaru, what about you? Um, Yaru has followed Sildren um, kind of into that room and is looking for the ghost. Okay. Uh, I will let everybody know there is, there is a crystal within this pedestal which opened when Xanar stepped upon it. Ha <laughs> ha! 
Is it just a matter of Xander not being heavy enough, maybe? Palik will then step on the other one. All right, Palik, you go over. You raise up a foot to step on the other one, but we haven't heard from Piercy. Piercy, what do you want to do? Piercy is still crawling um, like a centipede just around all the twists and turns and <laughs> steps and corners. He's just, just crawling. Like, like a centipede, not a not a rat? because <laughs> yeah, he's nimble crawling, so it's like centipede-like. Just like versus rat-like. Enthralling arms moving in weird waving undulations. All right. He's just, uh, he's just exploring. Exploring his physical options. I say I'm looking for the ghost, but not really. I'm looking around at something else moving around the place. Yuri <laughs> was watching the, the rats every move. Sildren's oh, waiting, okay. like, yeah. if it... Sildren's preparing an action to basically, if the um, seam gets big enough, he's going to pull the crystal out. All right. Um, Palik, you step on the other plate and you can hear some, uh, Sildren, you can hear some very slight grinding noise as the slot starts to open. And Palik, you're looking over at Xanner, who's uh, cheering you on as things seem to be going well, when you hear a click behind you, Xanner, and the giant, almost five foot mallet-like um cylinder of metal above you by 10 or 15 feet it drops down you look up and it stops and then there's a second click and the entire thing snaps off that mallet head thing snaps off and just drops straight down between you and the pedestal and smashes right into the ground narrowly avoiding you xanner which you're quite grateful for. Unfortunately, that is its design. It hits this entire section of floor that the majority of you are on, not all, is on a massive pivot point. The pedestal is perched on a corner and Xanner's section is a drop pit. The floor section actually rotates around the pedestal section itself, sending Xanner tumbling backwards towards some strange, awful smelling clear liquid. In the other section that went up, it went up so violently fast, Polik, you are launched straight up into the air, smashed through the ceiling in a separate hidden section that flies open and reveals a small compartment in the ceiling that's slightly angled that you launch and are angled up into where there are probably 40 different spikes like a spike bed but upside down that you are launched straight up into you can make a reflex saving throw Polik of a 29 or higher uh, got a 29 and any success, what? any reflex success is counted as a uh, critical. Whoa, Lake, you were launched towards this horrific trap and you were flung right towards it. And instead you hit the ceiling itself and grab onto one of those spikes and are now just hanging from there without any damage whatsoever. At the same time, Sildren, uh, you were at this uh, pedestal and you see there the whole thing is shifting. You're able to grab on, but you do see this crystal also uh, appear and it's kind of halfway in, halfway out of the opening. That's my priority is getting a hold of that crystal. All right. If there's any chance of me getting in there, snatching it out, that's my intent. Uh, you're reaching around and grabbing uh, Sir Brenros. You were doing what again? 
I was off uh, checking out the doors. <laughs> Putting his ear to a door. Yeah. Uh, Sir Brenmos, you were also caught at the highest most part of that launching section. <laughs> so, Pal- Palik, you hear some some wee sounds and some metal coming flying your way. Brenmos, you need to make that same 29 or higher. Reflex saving throw, please. Reflex saving throw. Good luck. Metallic knight flying through the air. Reflex saving throw. Good luck. Wrong count I got you. Where the heck did it go? It's in main. It's in main. Reflex. There we go. Is a Ooh. 25? Oh, that's so close. Oh. I see a 25. lot of dice. You are pierced for 21 points of piercing damage, and you are stuck into the ceiling at about a 45 degree angle in this compartment up in the ceiling. And you are completely stuck there and wedged and Polik's just kind of looking at you hanging there by one of the spikes. At least I don't have to hold on. Uh, (laughs) That looked like it hurt. You are slowly starting to slide off these spikes, (laughs) by the way. <laughs> scraping. What is, what is below me presently? Uh, there is the top of the teeter totter. Um, is what's below you. Uh, Yaru, you're totally fine. Piercy, you are totally fine. But there's one person who is not totally fine, and that is the sorcerer Xanner. Oh no! Xanner, you tumble down, and this drops you down into a small pit. It's not particularly deep. It would just be a small tumble, hard to get out of, possibly. Unfortunately, there is several feet of acid at the bottom of this pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to make a <laughs> you need to make a uh, reflex saving throw to try and grab onto anything as you're sliding down. This is gonna uh, be another hard one. This is gonna be a thirty or higher. So this isn't really a, a major drop because I ha- I have feather fall. That's a reaction spell. If there's a drop, I, I can just I can just catch it. I can just cause myself to to, to slow my 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 descent. Um, what you can do is you can make your reflex saving throw. If you cast feather fall, uh, I'll give you a plus four to the thirty that you need. All right, I will take the, the I, I will cast feather fall. Okay. And I upside down slow, and reflex. Natural 20! All right! Wow. Xander, you cast Featherfall and you just gently come to a, you're falling down gently, but you just reach out and hold on to the seam of that metal plate you were stepping on. It's now oh, a hey. hot, huge angle and you're just hanging on and you're near weightless and you're not going up, but you're not going down and you just keep your feet up from the acid that the tip of this uh, bottom of the teeter-totter is now touching and you take no damage whatsoever. That was even more dice, god darn it. <laughs> Uh, the distance between uh, Brenros and uh, 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 it's Palik. Uh huh. Um, mm-hmm. How how far away? Are, oh, you, she's holding. Reaching? She's oh yeah. She could high five you easily. And okay. also, you're you're just inches away from separating off of these spikes. <laughs> uh, can Brenros reach into his bag and withdraw something? What? <laughs> <laughs> Wee! Uh, Brenros draws from his bag uh, a particular item called the grappler he got from Tumblepot. Okay. And shoots one end into the ceiling and then reaches out to save the damsel in distress <laughs> as he 
He's not distressed at all. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Leave him He's out. getting ready to save him. <laughs> he, he drives this in there and then takes hold of her and then shimmies down this rope down to a I'll, safer I'll, I'll, I'll let you be the hero. You can attempt that, but there's oh. one issue, and that is you currently are uh, wielding a sword and shield in each hand. Uh, well, I uh, imagine the, s- the sword could be put away. Uh, you don't have a lot of time. Uh, well then, it's 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 got to be what it's got to be. I, I can I cast down the items to the floor. You can absolutely drop it to the top of the teeter totter. I can't throw it at all, uh, so we'll do that then. Uh, so you're, you're dropping the sword at the top of the teeter totter. I've got to drop what I can, yes. So okay. I will drop the sword at the top of the teeter totter. Your magic sword drops, hits the top of the teeter totter loudly, and starts to spin down weighted side first, which tends to be the sharp side, passing right past Sildren. Sildren, make a reflex saving throw. <laughs> Uh, take, take one for the team, Sildren. Just need a 20, uh, 29. 23. Okay, you were able to, you're holding on this pedestal, you're reaching, trying to grab the crystal, you, you you swing over to the side, it goes by, it goes flying right at Xanner. Xanner, make a reflex saving Can throw. Can I grab the sword? Uh, make a reflex saving throw. <laughs> That's going to be my answer to everything. Uh, 26? You are able to not grab it, but you're able to step on it. Okay. stop its blade right next to Xanner's hand. I look at Benrose and shake my fist at him and be like, can you stop dropping your weapons? A shield comes down. (laughs) (laughs) Then some pants come down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Benrose, you are now almost falling off. You've got your... uh, Batarang catapult grappler out uh, and are firing this at some sort of wall section. Is that correct? Yes. All right. You fire it. You grab onto the waist of Palik. She looks at you, gives you a kiss and says, good luck to Luke. And then you (laughs) come off the spikes and swing down. And I need, uh, and Piercy's watching. He's cheering you on. This kind of dramatic swashbuckling stuff. He loves. (laughs) I need theme music. There you go. And I need you to make an acrobatics roll, which I'm sure you're great at. And uh, make that roll, please. Sir Brenner. All right. Uh, you, you need one more somersault there. How about a 29? With a 29, Jeez. you really will. You swing in and you come in hard, but hit the top of the teeter-totter with a lot of force. You lose control of your grappling thing and you fall, you lose, but you hold on tight to Palik, but your momentum hits the whole teeter-totter and levels the whole thing back out Whoa. to straight and level. And there's a click and everyone just like isn't moving right now. <laughs> and I kick the sword towards Brenros. You catch it. <laughs> Thank you for saving that. That was interesting. Does Sildren have the crystal that was in the thing? You were tossing it in the air cockily, yes. Haha. <laughs> and I don't so want I w- to move. <laughs> is is Xanner still kind of holding on to the thing? Xander's just really nervous, but he's on his, like his knees and everything's fine. All right. Um, Sildren will go and Suddenly insert the crystal in the hole that's in the, the, the wall there. Okay. You place the crystal into the hole in the wall and the doors crack open with a loud and ominous. 
there is some uh, pulsing from the black uh, funnel of magic uh, that grows wider for a second and goes in. And I need everyone to make a willpower save, please. Uh, this is easy. 19 or higher. 26. Mm. 21 for Xanner. I need one of my hero points. 19. 32 for Brenners. All right. 32. Piercing is 22. Fuck. points here. And roll that will save one more time. What'd 20. you get? 20. Uh, and everyone feels this sense of dread, but the community you have and the craziness and escapade of Sir Brenros has uh, brought uh everyone keeps everyone centered i also want to uh, award a uh hero point to sir brimrose please oh nice and uh yeah the door is cracked open there is a smell of uh an electrical smell and also a smell of old uh old dusty library-ish type smell it's hard to define but it smells uh the, the the tower you've been through so far has uh, had a, a dryish smell. This one's a little bit more earthy and a little bit more unpleasant for sure. And still, there is this sense of decay that also wafts out. Let us continue. And uh, I'll motion for Sir Brenrose to go first. He, he doesn't want to. He's keeping his back away from everyone. There's like 12 holes with blood just coming out. Piercy can go first. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he genuinely doesn't want to, then Sildren will take 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 the lead if necessary. Okay. Brenros is on I, I love that Sildren completely grapplers. just like fully ignored Piercy. He's like, I'll go. Well, no one else go here. Oh, it's me. I'll go. I don't want it all. What else do I, I guess it's me then. But I... All right, well, Piercy can go first then, I guess. It's subtle racism. <laughs> the nose leads the way. A, a little implicit bias. All right, All right. I'll admit to that. Piercy what is, is the light level of that whole situation? Uh, up ahead, it yeah. is, uh, you can see there is light up ahead. Okay. Uh, it is dark in this wide, uh, wide uh, hallway. It's about 30 feet wide and goes deep, uh, maybe another 60 feet ahead. Sir Brenros, you can't. Uh, you said you were doing something with this grappler thing. Uh, it's a consumable, so I'm I'm just wadding it up, and I can't get it back together, so I have to dispose of it. Do you happen to have any trained in any way whatsoever the crafting skill? Uh, untrained improvisation is all I have. For you are not crafting. trained in crafting. All right, you start winding it up, and it's just it's like a slinky that just has that bend, and it's never going to be the same. Uh, so you toss it aside, and off you go. Um, Melts rather effectively in that acid. Okay. <laughs> I'm deleting from my inventory, and we'll proceed with the group. All right. And Sildren puts away his sword and shield and draws his bow um, and follows <laughs> Piercy. And perched on your shoulder is Yathane. Of course. Right. All right. I mean that, or she's following like closely behind, hopping along as we avoid the darkness. <laughs> That's not very heroic, but okay. <laughs> Excuse me, does your bird have a name? Her name is Yathane. She is very beautiful. I like birds too. <laughs> um, it's for like... Fantastic. 
the clocks like 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 the clockwork starts working around in my head and i like give <laughs> give yaru kind of like a dark look uh at at that statement the bird is not for eating yes i know i have tengu friends don't worry about it not best friends for are eating. eating. So my best friends are birds. We're birds. Uh, <laughs> we're birds. <laughs> Did you say we're? <laughs> Piercy, you are leading the way and you see this light up ahead and you are approaching a uh, another small uh, uh, octagonal chamber that's lit up. And as you approach and get close, it appears to be a tall, excuse me, a tall chamber that's up ahead. And it rises up uh, about 60, 80 feet above you. And as you are approaching this chamber, it's, it seems less of a chamber and more of a wide uh, shaft. Um, so it's maybe 30, yeah, 30 feet in diameter octagon. Uh, that is a shaft that goes up 60 so feet up above. The floor is made up of a metal grill that almost completely is sealed uh, around the edges. And you can see there are some uh, slots that run uh, into the walls and appear to be connected to this metal grill. And the slots run all the way up 60 feet. Uh, there is a, uh, a, a lever you can see that is uh, on the far wall uh, on, uh, across the floor that also underneath that lever where the floor is, is a gap, small gap. Um, and there is a bright light whose source you cannot see that is emanating from underneath this grilled floor that casts these great cool grilled shadows up into this uh, room, uh, this shaft. And then you can see up above, there's a taller space above uh, with some other chamber or something up there. So there is some sort of like empty space near the top or like? You believe so. Uh-huh. Okay. Ah, uh, I believe this uh I can pull this lever here and we can go up the shaft. Shaft. Um well Okay, I go pull it. Okay, okay. Everybody in? Nobody's <laughs> stopping you. <laughs> Chunk. All right, the game won't let you until the last person gets into the zone. <laughs> Finally, they do. Uh, you start the animation. You pull the lever, and the whole shaft uh, drops a foot and then starts to crank, 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 go up and up and up and rise up and up. Do, do I see another lever as we get towards the top? <laughs> you look up and you can see there is another lever. The lever you just pulled uh, disappears between the small slot that this floor rises up uh, through. And you can also see there is a strange light uh, bluish um, uh film or cloud uh, think of that layer over the movie Alien just above the egg chamber when they first discovered just this thin blue layer uh, of mist uh, that you guys are rising up towards that the tallest people are kind of just shrinking down from as you get r r risen higher and higher too 
Um, you guys rise up and uh, who would that be? I'm guessing maybe Brenros. Brenros, as you uh, are the first to touch that barrier, it feels very uncomfortable. And then the floor drops out and all of you drop down and you fall down several feet where there is a second field that has risen underneath you and you fall and hit that and it feels painful and i need each of you to take only five points of negative damage as you are falling so essentially the grill floor you are on has fallen down through this field but you all now hit this field and land and painful and feel this pain and then the field above comes down and starts to sandwich and close in on you all and loses Ah. some of its um uh, solid shape and becomes slightly more um uh slotted there's some uh almost grilled itself almost mimicking the shape below and I would like who was looking at stuff before. All of you can make a society roll super duper high. Society roll. Society roll, alright. Nope, not Xander. Well, I'm a dice tossed. Yeah. 20, 24. 24 is the highest with Palik. Uh you do not understand anything at all about uh this. You know what also might? Anyone Sir. trained anyone trained in Arcana can also make a roll. Oh, that's Super much high. better. Arcana roll! Train if you have to be trained in Arcana. I am an expert <laughs> in Arcana. Oh, I still didn't do a good roll. Twenty-seven for Sildren. Twenty-seven oh, with Sildren. Sildren, you believe this is something to do it matches some of the style of the Scoriel guild, but you think it's being used uh inappropriately. It's it's been uh commandeered this defensive measure. And is there an exit? Is there someplace we can get to to get out of what's going on right now? Right now, you essentially have a blue section of bars underneath you made of strange blue magical energy that have you pinned from below and now pinned from above by another section of blue bars. Some of you are caught in a weird angle. Some of you are splayed on your back. Some of you are on your belly. And it's very, very uncomfortable. Um, and Sildren, no, I'd say Xanner. Xanner, you make a big gulp sound as you can look up and see at the top above this chamber coalesces a section that um that 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 dark uh tube of magic which is passing down through here and going down out a section of that peels off for the first time and starts to form a strange little ball cloud off to the side up above where there's a small ledge where this uh elevator thing would have stopped. And Did I say I pulled the lever earlier? Did I say that? <laughs> yes. And uh, this for this ball starts to take a shape of a humanoid form of strange black shadows with two white light eyes of a being who looks down from above. Xanner, you give a big gulp as you recognize this being as something you have run into before and standing above you is Raineth, the terrible shadow being you have uh, battled beneath the theater in Tabernary long, long ago. You guys! 
I think we found what we were looking for! <laughs> I wish we could move. <laughs> <laughs> the being looks down. Uh, Rainus, he looks more menacing than the last time you saw him. Instead of just being made of arms of shadows and long hands of shadows, he now has uh, shadowish uh, forms that are of uh, licking off his arms and stuff like flames that are just slightly licking off, but still of shadows. Uh, and he looks a little more uh, and, um, and menacing, especially since he's above. No mouth, no nothing. You just see these eyes flare as he stands above you some 40, 50 feet looking down. And he says, so you have fallen within my trap, Crystal Bearer. You have banished me once before and now you are mine. I have waited quite a while. Um, so, so Sildren hears this, obviously. Yes, you can see this. If there uh, was a grin, you could see a grin, but you cannot see a shadowy grin. So Sildren will cast Dispel Magic upon the, whatever is holding him back, holding okay. him down. Um, How many actions does that take? Two. Uh, you cannot. Two means that there is a somatic component and you don't have a lot of leeway to do that with your body. In that case, knowing that, can I start to manipulate the, um, the box that is there to capture, trap, transport? Raineth? Absolutely. You see Xander shaking his head. No, <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> was just doing that. Uh, but yeah, you can just inch, reach in and grab uh, into your pouch and you're starting to just feel for it and you can't quite feel it yet. Um, but again, the, the throw was hard before uh, when you had to do it yeah. before. And just I, I, I'm more just getting it like ready. I don't intend to use it just yet. I just want to get it to hand. He says... I waited long for my little minion to bring you here, but he never showed, and yet you are within my grasp. This is a wonderful treat. Uh, I think you must be confused. Uh, I, we, we've never met before. You are caught as an accident. These two, and he points with a shadowy hand towards Xanner and Sildren, I owe a great deal of suffering to, as you cost me a great deal of work at, at Tabernary, and you sent me far, far away. What, what did you two do? We did what he had to! This guy is evil! He needed to go away and you're gonna go away again! They I banished me. Well they banished me with the Jix Goblin far away to the Thousand Isles and I will have my revenge in your suffering. Let the rest go and you can have me, creature. That's tempting. Mm. That's tempting. Before you answer, is this creature guarding? Uh, is he near a lever as if he were guarding it? Um, I'm nope. trying to. 
So he's nowhere near the lever. How far away is the lever? You do not see a lever from where you're at, unfortunately. I don't see anything? Okay. No, you have every reason to believe there is something up there that would be a lever, but you don't see mm. Is Yathane small enough to foil any of this that's going on right now? Yathane is small. Well, it depends. I have been saying that it's weird to have a medium and then later on a large size raven. That just makes no uh -huh. sense to me in spatial sense. I've always wanted Yathane, no matter how big she gets, to remain normal raven yeah. size. Uh, so if you're okay with her being the normal small raven size for permanently, yeah. then yeah, she can absolutely, it'll be awkward, maybe a little painful, but she can. She has enough gap to get through these bars, if you will. Then she will- Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's weigh this out. Do not jump on this this is this is yathane going from medium to large and growing as she gets older or you give her a bunch of caffeine when she's young and you've stunted her <laughs> but it doesn't change her size. abilities it just changes her you don't know that <laughs> you don't know that children <laughs> i am fine with her remaining medium all right as she well should she right. should not be a large creature um, and yeah. if she is able, she is going to basically come from behind him and strike him as hard as she can, if that's possible. All right. Yathane starts to fly up. Um, he continues to monologue a bit as she is getting her way out, wiggles out. Uh, she takes five points of negative uh, damage. Okay. Um, and then she starts to flutter and fly. As she starts uh, taking flight, uh, Raineth says, um, Did you think the chick's goblin just got away from me? Oh no, I bound the chick's goblin to my will and commanded him to bring you to me, for you must suffer. Yathane flies up and tries to get some space and is circling around. Uh, there's a wider chamber up above, and she's now trying to do this wide arc to get a little <laughs> attack on him. He's very on about you suffering. Uh, Brenros would like it's to sort of his push against, <laughs> Would What's like that? to push against the uh, the energy field. Okay, uh, trying to force it, if you will. Make an <clears throat> athletics roll. <clears throat> Athletics. Um, um, 25. Okay. Yep. Uh, with the 25, you push up against it. You take three points of negative energy damage as you slightly uh, hurt yourself pushing against, against these bars. Um, Excuse me. You it you can feel there is some sort of movement. Your hands are moving through. It's not locked in place. There is some sort of give a little bit. Xanner, uh, you are able to slightly shift position into something more comfortable. And you can see not too far away between you and Sildren, there is a slot in the wall that looks a little different than some of the other areas. And it's like four square cubes are indented into the wall. And then there's a space and then there's four more cubes indented into the wall of, of slots in that wall. Uh, Raineth um, lashes out with wow. some magic as this bird is flying around. Let's see what she can do. Let me ask you questions. So you said that like if it has both a somatic and verbal component, it's a no-go, but what if it's just one or the other? If it's verbal, you're good. 
Okay, but a uh, somatic, I'm no good? Correct. And okay. almost every one action is verbal, and yeah. every one, two actions is verbal and somatic. Yeah. Um, he lashes out and does... Uh, no, that would be... A, that's incorrect. He's going to do a hold. A Yathane can make a willpower save. Fuck. 23? Um, Yathane, you don't hear or see anything else from Yathane. Fuck. That's not good. Um, do I sense the connection that we have being severed? No. Okay. At the next opportunity, we'll continue pushing. All right. He continues with his little rambling and says, I also had a surprise for the Jix Goblin when he obeyed my orders. I was going to grant him more suffering for bringing me through that nasty cube, for I had found his little sister, little Jinx Goblin. What? She has been locked up all this time, waiting for her brother who never came. And oh, has she cried for him. Oh, the suffering. That really pisses Sildren off. Um, uh. <laughs> There's a couple players that are looking pissed at oh, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable. Well, uh, we know where you no, live. Percy has no idea what any of this means, but Tim is really. <laughs> Tim is squirming. Yeah. Oh, I'm squirming. I'm glad we're not sitting at the same table. <laughs> social distancing. <laughs> he says. So, yeah, Brenros, you were doing something. Go ahead. And then we get some other people who haven't done anything. Brenros so has is... that quick squeeze. Ooh. Bramos, go ahead and make an athletics roll. Another athletics roll. Athletics. Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to throw a hero point at this. All right. Do good. He rolled a six to begin with. <laughs> and an eight. An eight now. 23 total. You take three points of negative damage and you are straining and ah, you can't quite get in it. You know, there's no way anyone, anyone at all can move within this tight confines. You're just sandwiched in except for Sildren with his quick squeeze yeah, ability. Talking about Jix, Jix's sister, Jinx, he's really pissed off about that. And he starts to try and squeeze through pain, damage, whatever. He's trying to get through whatever bars or narrow thing is is like he's willing to sustain damage in order to get out of this he like dislocates his shoulder yeah absolutely <laughs> uh sildren you take uh five points of negative damage as you were able to squeeze and scuttle over right next to sir brenros and take advantage of his kind of lifting a bit just in his rough area and that gives you just an inch or two that you have full control over your wrists enough to cast uh, spells at will now, as long as they are two or fewer actions. Oh, good. That's <laughs> nice to hear. Um, so where is Raineth in comparison to Sildren at, 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 at the moment? We said it was 60 feet up. It's exactly halfway. He is 30 feet above you. He is saying, now drench in your loss and suffer in your sorrow. And as he does so, 
different sections of that tubular black magic spill out and start to pass through each of you. One, two, three, four, five, six different streams start to pass through you guys, and you are taking a point of damage and a point of damage. Don't do it now, but you're just every few seconds, you're taking a single point of damage, and I need you all as you are being uh, drenched in this, and it's not liquid. It's magic shadows that are passing through, but it has like a waterfall visual. I need you to each make a uh, willpower saving throw. 27 or higher is your goal. And Sildren will attempt to counter all of that. Well, actually he's attempting to counter what's concealing them, what's what's holding them tight with dispel magic. Okay. Uh, Hold on, Sildren. Uh, What do we have for willpower saves? So I need to do that as well? Everyone does. Who didn't make a 27 or higher? Renros. That was Yathane. Charmed Life. What's Charmed Life? Uh, It allows me to add two to any any saving throw. Okay. Once Uh, per day? 28. Sildren's at 35. And does that have to be ahead of time, uh, Piercy, or what's the timing Uh, on that? Change your calls. What's the trigger? It's the reaction. Ooh, watch your mic, guys. Um, yeah, that it, it, it might matter. Was it Charmed Life? Yep. You attempt a saving throw, but you haven't rolled yet. So you got to call it beforehand. Oh. What was the target number? 27. 27. Yeah, okay. so unfortunately you can't do that one. You already got hit. Uh, All right, for those of you that failed that 27, you gain the doomed one condition. This is arguably the worst condition in the game. And it lowers the maximum level before you die by one. Is that that fear? Um, Yes, this would be fear-based. It's not fear, but it is fear-based. Fear is a different condition. So this is an emotion-based willpower uh, effect, if that has anything to do with any of your cool abilities. So it's just pouring on you. Some of you are just feeling the sense of dread and doom. Uh, All of you are just ticking away little bits of damage. And Yaru, you haven't done anything in the longest time. Um, Well, I'm not even on the combat tracker. Um, I can can help with that. So I can't do that. Oh, I'll put you on the tracker. (laughs) Give me me some doomed action. I can do that. Yaru kind of just wants to help Renros uh, help Sildren, I guess, and see if we can move this thing together to give him and Xander some room to yes! any do type that. of magic. Um, so I'm just going to be like on kind of on all four paws and just using my back to arch up this, uh, use pressure to arch up this distance between the two uh, ends we're stuck in. Would something that affects frightened affect doom as well? It really depends. It's not the frightened condition. It's, um, okay. why can I not get you added on there? Let's try dragging you from here to here. If it's a, if it's a yep, fear it effect as opposed to the frightened condition. Yeah, it's frightened. It's a frightened condition. Yeah, it's, it's not frightened. It's the doom condition. All right, I think everyone should be on the combat tracker now. Yep. Okay. Yo, you got so hot. I, I mean, the costume is one thing, but your microphone is on fire high just now. Oh, is it still really loud? 
You're fine. Testing one, two, okay. three. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Okay. I, cool. Just don't yell. Please. No yelling. So what comes with the uh, doomed one? Uh, doomed one is... Um, Do we one? feel like... Are we... Am I Eeyore now? Like, oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gross one. Uh, so it's, it's, it's described as this. Doomed, <laughs> doomed is a powerful force has gripped your soul, calling you closer to death. Um, your dying value at which you die oh, okay. is reduced by one. So there's just this sense of dread. You still have full control of your faculties, yeah. but you're just like, oh, this is not good. This is not the place to be, uh, is the essence. Um, Piercy, you also haven't done anything in a bit. Um, I guess Piercy can try to try to squeeze out of this magical mesh. Uh, All right, Uh, that is not you are pinned. That will not work, Kalik. I assume the same thing. Yeah. Okay. And Sildren. Uh, I will attempt to dispel magic on the thing that's can, that's uh, restricting everybody else's movement. Okay. Make a roll. Get after it. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Good luck. 34. Nice. With a 34. It's a good roll. Sildren, you are able to dispel one section of this uh, grill work, the top section or the bottom section. Uh, give me more information. Top section contains who versus bottom section contains who? It's like a, a foreman grill. You are yeah, smashed yeah. between two sections and everyone's wedged <laughs> in on their uh-huh. backs or on their bellies. You can get rid of the top one or you can get rid of the bottom one. It's a panini press of doom. It's a panini press of heroes. The top one. Uh, the top starts to fade and fade away. Sir Brenros, you were successful. You've pushed it into oblivion. <laughs> yes, we did it together. <laughs> and it uh, vanishes and Rainus just keeps motioning with his hands as this darkness keeps on pouring down upon the group. Uh, and all of you kind of rise up. It does not phase him. As everybody's rising up, Sildren, um, you have no power here, evil creature. We have already defeated you, and he will throw the box towards Raineth. Okay. Uh, make a... Uh, do you have a ranged weapon roll? I do. It's, it's called a bow. Let's do bow without the bonus of plus one. I think you have a plus one bow, right? I have a plus two bow. Plus two bow. So take two away because the cube is not a plus two cube. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that is your uh, attack roll. What is that? What's your bow? Plus 16, 15? Uh, Yeah, 15. So plus 14. Um, So I'll just roll a 20 plus 14. Well, minus two from whatever your bow is because you have plus two bow. The bow is 16. So so it'll be a total of 14. All right. So I'm going to roll the 20 and 14 to it. Brenrose, what? Before, before doesn't okay. count, doesn't count. And All before right. you roll, just want to remind because I've forgotten it already. There is resilient runes that have been tossed around, and we've been hit with stuff already. So I'm just saying, putting that out there and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, and the resilient runes are burned into all your saving throws. So oh, they are good. burned in. Yep. Never mind. Sorry. Okay. Okay. We ready? Yes. 
Look, we're all counting on you. Uh, let's see. Uh, 12 plus 14 is going to be 26. Well, at 26, you throw the cube. This cube is... And that's Yathane is striking at the same time. Uh, Yathane is not responding in any way. Oh, that's right, because she's... The cube is, uh, just for everyone to remember, you pull it out. It's a small cube. It's maybe just a couple inches by a couple inches by a couple inches, all the exact same amount. It's a cube. Uh, (laughs) And it's a a framework of clear crystal. So you can literally put your hands through it and toss it. Uh, it, What always comes to mind are the bridges that the Fraggles would eat um, from Fraggle Rock. Uh, And uh, you grab onto the cube and you hurl it and it goes flying up, arches, uh, arcs through the air and uh, strikes Raineth with the double check, we should say 26, strikes Raineth and he disappears in a cloud of shadow and laughter. and fades away as this black stuff continues to pour down. Uh, I don't think so either. Seems to have been a laughing. Polique would like to use her skill Keen Eyes. And I can, uh, it allows her to make out small details about concealed or even invisible creatures that others might miss. Okay. It's using a seek action. Make a perception roll. It's a uh, plus two bonus. Make a perception roll plus two. Oh, find me something good. 28. You are fairly confident there is no invisibility or shadow blending going on. There is no one up there from your view, but you cannot see the full extent of the space up above. Okay. And it's 30 feet above. Um, But it is a solid floor, flooring up there. You believe so. Master Yaru is going to do something that might seem strange for an old man, uh, but not strange for a monk. I'm going to use Abundant Step, and I'm going to teleport 45 feet above us. (laughs) What? Care to describe what that looks like when he does this? Uh, You simply, instead of seeing like a plume of smoke, a bamf, like Nightcrawler or anything like that, Yaru just fades away just like an astral just form, just gone. And then he appears 30 feet above on the ground of whatever the structure is up there, looking for a lever or some kind of mechanism to bring them up. Sweet, and I'm imagining some sort of like simple Tai Chi move with his hands and then he fades. Oh yeah, it's just like a bow. He just nice and like Kenobi, just gone. (laughs) A naked Yaru. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there is one catch to my ability. <laughs> Yaru, you teleport up above 30 feet and you are up on top where you can see there is an open space and there is a huge, wide, uh, hundred foot wide corridor that goes deep and deep and deep for as far as you can possibly see uh, some nasty chamber where this black magic is coming through. Mm -hmm. Up here is a small pedestal that has a lever next to it and slightly offset. Um, You can also see there is some strange uh, contraption uh, that looks like a strange mechanical device and there are a couple of cages next to it and it's slightly offset, maybe 100 feet off to the right. 
Mm. How's that for some a lot of information? Okay, um, which one looks like it's connected to um, the the flooring that per, the lever that Percy got us up? With? Uh, you don't know which one it is, but the, pe- the there is one lever on the pedestal that's okay. maybe eight feet away that looks just like the one Percy had pulled. Okay. Um, and the other one is quite far away from me. Uh, it is a strange contraption with a couple levers that's a hundred feet away with some okay. pages. Um, I don't really think I can get over there in any short amount of time. Um, I can only do that once. So, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'll just go to the lever closest to me and pull that. You pull it. You, everyone down below hears the ka-chunk sound and the grate, which is dropped to the floor slowly starts to rise up and up and up and up and up. It rises up, it passes through the blue magical bars and lifts you up out of them and up, up past the point where you were trapped before. And that blue area bar, that blue bar section though is still there and you reach the top. And once you reach the top, it stops with a loud clang. The blue bar stuff fades away and all of you will quickly scramble off of this lift into this weird, huge, wide upper chamber. It's almost like a giant hangar that's maybe a mile long. Oh, it's geez. huge. Well, well done, Master Yarrow. I don't know what all that was, but it certainly comes in handy. It was awesome! <laughs> I can't wait to learn that one! The secrets of the three winds. Not right now! Let's run! <laughs> <laughs> Yes! <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and it starts heading towards uh, the, the platform with the other levers that he can, I assume, now see. Yeah, you can see the strange mechanical device uh, that's uh, got some, uh, some pipes, lots of pulleys, lots of cables coming out of it. They rise up into the tall ceiling. Uh, there are several cages uh, that are uh, suspended from it, um, were suspended, but are now on the ground. They're tallish cages. They look old. And this whole little area is just separated and off from the path. And you know the path, because this is where this giant hangar goes down a mile. And you also know the path, because that's where this black stuff is coming from. You can see where it's coming from. But you go off and to the side, and you can see this device. You don't see what its function is, other than dealing with these different uh, Uh, cages, uh, one of which uh, is occupied by a uh, female goblin who lies on the ground dead. Oh. Nothing to see here! Keep going! Uh, Is Sildren able to recover the box that he just tossed? You are. Uh, He will do so. There's a little rain that's inside. (laughs) <laughs> that would be my hope, but does not seem like the case. Um, How far away is the body of this guy? And then we'll go, after recovering the box, he will go with Sir Benrose to investigate, I assume, Jinx. You head over towards the, uh, the, uh, what the cage. Uh, it's, it's almost like a tall bird cage, if you will, but made of, of dense, thick iron. You can see there is a uh, goblin uh, lying on the ground there. Brenros, Xanner, Sildren, you are there. If you're trained in medicine, uh, you can, yep. or, the, or the equivalent, you can make a roll. 
Uh, okay. Xander is not trained in medicine. Thirty-four. Oh, there you go. Wow, Yaru did good. Uh, no, okay, and yeah, we'll take Sildren's thirty-four. That's huge, Sildren. You uh, believe she has passed away at least a week ago, and it was due to starvation. Sildren. Um, gives her last rites and will also cast Gentle Repost. And what was Gentle Repost? Gentle Repost is a very simple spell which will just prevent her from um, uh, targeted corpse does not decay nor can it be transformed into an undead. Uh, if the course is subject to a spell that requires a corpse to have died within a certain amount of time, uh, do not count the duration. Basically, it prevents her from decaying and prevents her from becoming undead. Okay. Um, and prevents any like natural things like maggots or things from attacking her corpse. So it, gotcha. it, it keeps her corpse pristine, basically. Perfect. And that is gentle repose. Much more. Repose. I'm sorry. Repose. Yes, gentle repose. Uh, Brenros would like to produce some sort of cloth and wrap the body. Okay. Uh, for transport and carry her as we, wherever we decide to go. Uh, but she certainly can't be buried or she can't be left here. True. I was, was, was this a friend of yours? A friend Is this of a friend. goblin from before? The dark shadow mentioned a goblin. Is this that creature? It is the sister of a fallen comrade of ours. And it was his quest to retrieve her from whatever had befallen her. Oh, she we looks, must. She looks a lot like the, uh, the, the goblin back at the hold, at the keep. They were brother and sister indeed. And uh, he searched for her and was unable to find her. And it is our responsibility and our burden to now bear her to safekeeping. Just curious, point of order. About how long ago did Jix die? Two. That's one ago, three weeks ago? Two, yeah, two to three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, yeah. Just curious. So she basically died because he did. Jesus. Sorry. Brenros, you have her wrapped up as delicately and gently as you can. Have her, I don't know, strapped to your back? What are you doing? How does that work? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning... Uh, She's not that big. Carried more, uh, more honorably as as best I can without, uh, you know, inciting wrath from the gods of. Okay, yeah, you can have her like. straps. Um, they help you and strap her to your back. Uh, you cannot sheathe your shield. Is the only penalty you have to deal with then. Um, she can't get it on your back. Okay. Um, yes, you have this goblin uh, gently in your care and uh, magically repose, which is really cool. I like that effect. And what do you guys want to do? The other thing that Sildren does is he will cast Ant Hall upon Sir Benros, 
which it works for eight hours and gives him the ability to carry three more bulk. Okay. So she basically becomes weightless to him. Perfect. Nice. Um, I don't want to be that guy, but you did mention <laughs> that we were getting uh, loads of uh, black stuff into our yes. bodies. Uh, about how long and how much damage do we... Uh, Good question. Um, Yaru, you take uh, eight. Everyone else takes 14 points of negative damage just because you were the first one out. Okay. Um, I have another question about one of my skills. Yaru's going to use another one of his abilities called Wholeness of Body. Um, And you just see him go into his Lotus pose uh, once again. And I have an option of what I can do here. So I heal myself in one of the following ways. Uh, I regain either 16 hit points or, or is it? Yeah. Or I cure one poison or disease uh, effect uh, afflicting me. One poison or disease afflicting me. Does that work on the doomed condition? It does not. It is not a disease. It is not a poison. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to heal myself the full 16 um, and this is heightened by plus one. Is it? It's a focus two. So you can, uh, you eight, 16, you heal 24. Oh, cool. Would yeah. restoration heal the doomed condition? Uh, let's double check. Uh, this is Sildren. Yeah. Uh, actually, I can just type the spell myself. Uh, that's an important question. Rest. Or remove disease. It's not disease. Remove disease. Yeah, but restoration, I forget what that does. Restoration, you can choose to reduce a condition. The conditions are uh, clumsy, enfeebled, or stupefied. Okay. Mm. At fourth level, you can, uh, you add to the list, uh, add drain to the list. You can't use this to reduce a doom permanent doomed condition. Wait, wait, wait. Permanent you can also gain a third option that lets you reduce. So at fourth level, if restoration is cast at fourth level, yes, you can reduce doomed. So this is a staff of greater healing, which one of its abilities is restoration. Oh, this is the only way to cheat the wow. non-prepped spell concept. That's lovely. So am I able to do that? You are absolutely able to use What's the level it can be cast at? It's a second heal, restoration, restore senses. So I don't think you can. It's you're locked in with that. I thought it was a level four. No, you can only cast it at that level. Uh, okay. Sorry, good idea. That you can get rid of the doom level naturally by getting a good night's rest. Okay. Um, so spell wise for the staff of healing, the greater staff of healing, when I'm casting healing, that's just basically plus two. Going Is that... back to Sildren, going to inventory, greater the staff of healing, greater. So you are able to cast a level one, a level two, or a level three heal, your choice, and it takes one, two, or three of your charges. And it has a total of four charges. Correct. So I'm going to cast a level two heal on Sir Brenrose. Hmm. So that's going to be six plus 16, 24. 
and then two first level heals on uh, myself and Pierce and Piercy. So Piercy will be a total of 14, and I will heal a total of 11. Um, and that will be my total usage of the Staff of Healing. Greater Staff, it goes limp. Yeah, except for it still has the um, ability to stabilize. Okay. Very handy, thank you. All right. What do you do? Good job, let's keep going! And Xander runs up to the front as though he could see everything that's happening. All right, Z- uh, I, I, I was, wasn't was sure it was Sir Brenros if you were in the we need to leave with this body or you're on the continue on idea. We must continue until we find Raynath and defeat him. Uh, Piercing, as, as we walk by Piercy stops and kneels down and says I I only uh, I only saw your brother he uh, he was he, he was dead when then I saw him but uh, I know he died bravely and I know he would have loved to have seen you again but now I know you are together with him and then he walks on. All right. Huh? What are you guys waiting for? Let's go! <laughs> Xander kills the moment. <laughs> waiting for everyone to come on. Yeah. Uh, the group heads down this long corridor uh, and travels for quite some time. You are lit up in this almost pitch black corridor by this light that is just coming from the uh, watch on Sildren's uh, wrist. As you guys make your way through, uh, you see at the end of this nearly mile long long corridor, uh, some lights up ahead. You can see it opens up into or ends in a chamber type thing. It's it's more of an end to the the corridor, uh, but it's more of a place because it has several pillars that are set up in place maybe like nine or 12 of them that are big and wide and rise up to the ceiling there's some risen uh, uh sections of stone almost like aqua roman aqueducts with some stairs leading up to them there are some uh strange undead shapes that are moving and, and, and standing and swaying on top of this br- thin bridge work. Um, on top of some of this strange bridge work uh, it are some strange contraptions that are letting out uh, bluish magic beams that all both uh, hit at a central section in the middle where there is a uh, some sort of strange floating uh, bones that are floating in the air being held up by these projections of magic around and you guys can see this from far away and uh, and standing nearby um, those floating bones is this dark shadowy figure um, you instantly recognize as Raineth as his white eyes flash again and he says in a uh, booming voice throughout the chamber you think there is some heroic end here but you are far too late the awakening was begun weeks ago 
You have only come to your suffering doom. And we will stop there for Son tonight. of a bitch. <laughs> so thank you everyone for coming. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Patreon and GloriousBards.com on Twitch and YouTube. And we will see you next time. Bye.